Hi. Hi. So I'm really excited. Today's big day. Big day. Huge. Huge, huge day. This is one of our secret things that we've been working on that haven't been so secret because one of our guests has been boosting us <laughs> on some baby. Which we love. <laughs> Which we love. But we're so excited because we're having our very first guests on today. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's so much fun. So much fun. Our favorite SJM cosplayer is Saskia Chronicles on Instagram. We do love her. Doing a really great bit lately, gender bending a lot of characters. If you've not seen her Reese, go check it out. Ooh, I mean, it's steamy. Dazzling. I am dazzled. Are oh. you dazzled by me? I'm bejeweled. That's what Edwards <laughs> asks Bella. Oh. <laughs> But Sass has been cosplaying and creating bookish content for just shy of a year. Akatar was a series that got her back into reading, and now she cannot be stopped. She just finished Gold from the Plated Prisoner series, and she's currently reading Ruthless Vows before the release of CC3. Which I'm actually um, buddy reading Ruthless Vows with her, and I'm not being a very good buddy. I I am unsurprised by this. I, yeah, I'm, I've kind of been dropping the ball, and that's on me. I have no one to blame but myself. Yeah, but you can find her at the Saskia Chronicles on both Instagram and TikTok, and we will link those both up in the show notes. So we all know why you're here, because you love theories. So you're going to love our next guest, Anna Hinsey. Her Instagram handle is reads.by.annaid. She is a Kansas City native. Go Chiefs! Go Taylor's boyfriend. Go Taylor's boyfriend. Mm. She's a registered nurse, but her heart belongs to books and exploring more creative avenues. She's forever Team Edward and Justice for Dobby. And she's a wine lover and is always looking for a reason to hop on a plane to explore the world and meet new people. Just like us. You know me. Always on a plane. I meant meeting new people. Oh. (laughs) But yeah, says the one that flew to Mexico a few weeks ago. True. And not any more tanned than you were whenever you left. I actually am. I have a line. <laughs> I have. A oh, line. show me some shoulder. You see? I see. So you went from pale to red. I'm always red. That's just, just the color that I turn. But also I was pretty burnt. My shoulders peeled and everything. Oh, delicious. <laughs> that That good old December winter peel. Unless you're <laughs> sass and then it's summertime in Australia. There you go. So, again, we've got Sass and Anna joining us for this episode, and we hope that you enjoy. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Kelly, and this is a Court of Theories podcast, where we deep dive all things Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. This podcast contains spoilers. Oh, <laughs> we're so fucking good at this. It, I can't believe that. That's hilarious. I literally just got a notification that said it's now being recorded. Here's the deal. Here's how we have to look at this. We're only 20 minutes in. And there's a lot of shit that we're going to circle back to because I just know it. Also, this is way better than whenever we were three hours into a recording one time and we went to call it a quits and we only recorded 21 fucking minutes. So, oh my God. Uh-huh. And then we did it again and we like 
we we went over we were not here so this is my house and we were like in our back pod room we went over to hutchison hq at her house and did it again well then we decided we were like we're gonna try these two mics that we don't normally like use together Didn't the work. worst sound quality i've ever heard in my life it sounded like i was outside and then it sounded like <laughs> olivia was literally making out with the microphone which is what i do but um and so i i was like i can't edit this live this is so bad i can't edit this and she was like it's fine it's we're both like it's fine it's fine <laughs> so then we went and did it again which actually the second time we did it Liv tried to kill me um <laughs> allergic reaction to an air freshener at my house and couldn't breathe that was oh fun. my god <laughs> i started i like started losing my voice while we were talking she's like do you do you need to go to the er and i was like no, I, I sounded like SpongeBob <laughs> and Sandy's don't. I was like, no, I'm fine. So then it took me like three days to recover. And then we recorded again. We finally got the episode out like a day later. It was the so bad. So, anyway, so this is easy. This, this is, is nothing for us. Best. We're good. And, and, that, and you know what? Here's the deal. There was now we're warmed up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah we right. we're, we're all friends now. We've stretched. <laughs> but, okay. So we're talking about the inner circle being dark. We'll go back to that in a little bit. But, okay. So hokey. So Azrael being hokey, it just, I don't know. Cheesy. Like cheesy. It was yeah. Silly. Like, it's just very like cheesy where, and I, and I was telling her, I was like, I see that, but also we're seeing him from someone else's point of view where he has to be the spy master. No, the part that set me off is the fucking language pill. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> the little bean now that she had awful. to drink. Yeah. That was very much not creative. I was, I was actually really pissed off about that. <laughs> she dry swallowed that pill guys. No one offered her any water. Rude. Really? But like, I collected yeah. enough saliva to swallow this pill. I was like, Sarah, you could have at least, he left the room. He could have at least. But Reese yeah. has fucking mind control. Could he not reach in and fuck up her brain where she could understand? Like, why did it have to be of a language choice. pill? It, it, yeah, the whole choice thing. That's been like a whole, yeah. not, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I'm all for it. But I was yeah. so fucking annoyed about that i'm like are you kidding me you're literally the most powerful high lord get up in that shit and figure out what is going on yeah exactly they won't know also just circling back to the pill again i'm not done with this pill (laughs) the fact that um that they've got a pill that can you know translate languages but they can't get an illyrian baby out of a womb yes Yes. What is going on? That was weird to me. Hokey. Mm. Hokey. hokey. I'm going to use that word from now on. <laughs> yep. That's your, we gave you a new word. Back. I'll probably give you a lot of new words because. <laughs> but it, yeah, that gave me the ick. I was like, oh, okay. I was just yeah. more upset that she had to dry swallow that pill. Oh, I, <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't like it. Other, what other series is there? I swear there's another one that there is, they give. Oh, no. I'm thinking about Ice Planet and Barbarians. <laughs> Have you read that? <laughs> no. I haven't. No, I haven't. They get, like, 
I mean, that book, it's fucking cheesy too, but they have a laser that like goes in their brain and it like installs the new language. I'm like, that's more believable to me than this silver bean pill. Yeah. If they would have said that Hypaxia gave her that pill, I would have been like, I'm in, I'm sold, I'm done. Hypaxia didn't do that shit. But not in Prithian. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, Hypaxia is, let me just pull this venom out of your leg and, like, suspend it in the air. She keeps her and... broom in a brooch. So totally yeah. believable. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But not Reese. <laughs> no. Not, not, not in Prithian. It's so silly. Yeah. Real, real hole in the plot there. I didn't like that. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I still love you, Sarah. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> but your editor should really fight you more. Right. Listen, if we, we, we've talked about, if we were each other's editors, oh my God, there'd never be a book. <laughs> <We'd> be <screaming. laughs> like, this is, what are you doing? Like, I was really thinking about back to, um, like the High Lord meeting. Well, I mean, Rhysand has to come across as a dick. Mm-hmm. You're not the most powerful High Lord and you're nice. You know, he has to be scary. And so Asriel, we don't ever really see anything other than like little sentences here and there where Asriel has tortured somebody. So- yeah that tone where he's got to go into that spy master and torture somebody. I mean, she's literally in a dungeon. He's like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm in my element. I got this. I'm going to talk to us or you're going to die. It's it's weird. Like only Reese introduced himself. So she doesn't really even know. She keeps like saying like the female, the other male. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of weird how they're playing that. Oh, they did. It, she keeps keep saying. No. How because she, out, she would, I think she like referred to Amran like as the silver eyed female, like a couple of times. Right. Yeah. And then the male with the shadows that were kind of like runes, but then she compared it to co- more like Cormac's shadows. And yeah, so, okay. so it's like, After- she never, yeah, she never got anybody's names or anything. After he asks her if he can go into her <laughs> memories, she says no. And then he introduces them. He says, Azriel and Amran. And then he motions to her and he says, Bryce Quinlan. And she's like, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's just shoved in the middle of all of the yeah. shit that we're given. So no wonder none of us remember that. But I love that. I read it she's, twice. She's telling him <laughs> about the sword and dagger. And Reese is like, there's nothing like that in our history. And Amran's like, yeah, there is. She's JK. Yeah. Literally. You know, you know how to speak these other languages, but you don't know shit about our history. Like... I thought that was weird. I mean, he knows about it. I just thought it was weird that he like either didn't make the connection or didn't want to admit it. I don't know. Yeah. Reese knows way too much. Like he knows literally everything, but he's not playing his cards like obviously right away. I mean, that's being smart, but like as much as I loved Reese or love Reese, I still do. But I always felt like he just knows literally everything, but even he's not being totally honest with like maybe his inner circle completely like he knows way too much and so honestly maybe it's just the way that it was written um but it seemed like he was almost playing dumb on purpose yeah true well what's that theory about it that way was that theory as well that his beast form looks like a word hound and look like the wild hunt daglin Mm -hmm. um, beast they look like word hounds. His beast form is a word. Like, I think there's something real sinister going on there. I love Reese too. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Reese girl forever. But I definitely think that, like I was saying before, sinister vibes. Like, something's mm-hmm. going on. I mean, the whole theme of Crescent City, like the first two books, is, I mean, essentially is death. 
death. Like it's literally shoved down your throat from page one. Someone is dying. Memento Mori. Like, I mean, shadow of death. I'm like all of these things. It's like, holy shit. Like, and then she ends up in Prithian. Like I, I don't see how there isn't any like underlying sinister vibe, like you said, because the whole theme essentially of the first two books in Crescent city was that like, I mean, it's just been yelled at you the entire time. I thought just kind of like thinking about, so obviously Cormac is dead. And so like that whole conversation with, I don't think he is with the, yeah, I was gonna say, is he, I don't know if he is. There's no body like this. I thought it was weird that he like makes the point to say that there's no body to even nobody, no crime. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm at right now. (laughs) um so okay so let me rephrase that um allegedly (laughs) allegedly he's dead um and so they're going through and we actually get to meet his dad and how kind of just how they have to be because you never really saw anybody interacting with the asteri especially those that are in like a higher power position Mm -hmm. um and I thought it was very interesting that the Autumn King did not denounce Bryce as like being a princess, but he was like, fuck Rune. You know what I mean? He's just, he deserves what he gets. I mean, he never really denounced him either. Not like Cormac's dad. Cormac's dad was like, I handed him over and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he just said he hadn't decided on a punishment for her. He just hadn't decided. But even like Regalius was like, so you haven't denounced her. And he's just, "I, I haven't decided. So it's like, what does he know? Mm-hmm. Because the question has is, who is he that Reese has? What does he know? Mm. I I don't know. I my my thought was like, who actually is he? Yeah. Who actually is he? Because again, like to me, he he okay, so in the first Crescent City book in his office, he had the orrery, you know. Reese had the same thing. The Asteri have the same thing. What what is what is that parallel? Why did why is that so important? And why are these three people, or I guess you know the Asteri or whatever they are, <laughs> and then the other two? Like why why is that so important? Why is it being brought up? What is the connection? Like the Autumn King is like literally a mystery. He pops in. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole. <laughs> we know that. And then it's then he just goes away and it's like a mystery. Like what is he actually doing behind the scenes? And then you have that opening fucking scene where he's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Fuck around. Bryce is whatever. I'm out. See you later. So it's just who, who are you? Who the fuck are you? Who are you? Yeah. Where did you come? Yeah. (laughs) I think we, we we kind of, we, we, we kind of not exactly, but we find out about um, his, wife or Rune's mother and there's a really interesting connection there so I look forward to you guys reading that because it's been theorized quite a lot and um I think Anna you've even got it sorry what was that yeah what'd you say I said is she Reese's sister just tell us I'm not saying shit (laughs) I'm not ruining it for Anna I know Anna doesn't want too many spoilers but I think Anna you've got a theory about it I've seen like Emily's done a full theory about it. So I think we'll get to see a lot oh. of lineage um, in regards to um, gods. Wait. Wait. 
Can I say it? Do you want me to say it? Go on. Is it Maeve? No, no, it's not oh, Maeve. Oh, because I was like, wait, that was my first one. I was like, wait. <laughs> no, I think you just. I was like, that was the most off kilter thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> It's not Maeve, but honestly, that's an interesting thought too. Um, no, so it has to do with gods. So it's an it's an interesting theory, and it comes back to hell. And like a lot of there's so much in there that gets closed out that we're all kind of like, oh, okay, that that answers that then, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think we will get to learn a little bit more about the Autumn King. But I still feel like he's shrouded in so much mystery, like. The fact that he only took that wife so that he could have Rune to get that specific power from her interests me a lot. And the fact that at the very beginning of uh, CC1, he's like asking Rune to try and use his magic to do whatever it was that he was doing and he couldn't do it and he was like pathetic. (laughs) So he obviously wants that power for something, like potentially to get back to his own world or whatever it was. Also the fact that he called himself the Autumn King. Like that was his name that he gave himself. What do you mean? Yeah. What is he related to? Um, or is he a descendant or whatever of Eris? Because I am. Do we see some lineage of his? I don't no. think so. Well, not not that I know of. Um, it could be in there. You never know. But it wasn't touched on when I spoke to Emily about it. Um, but I think it's really interesting how there were seven brothers in the Autumn Court, and you know, a couple of them have, uh, they're gone. What do you mean they're gone? Where have they gone? What, what did they do? And if we know that the Autumn King is so obsessed with um, world, well, he obviously knows about world walking and he knows what's going on. So, like, why is he so obsessed with it? Is it because he accidentally went through the Northern Rift? Because we know that the Northern Rift is not just a place that people from, it's not a gate just to hell. It's a gate that goes to multiple different worlds. So the Northern Rift is a gate to many places. What if he accidentally came through the Northern Rift? Well, he was trying to like pull an Aelin and then just the next thing he knows, he's like, whoops. Swimming in Tamlin's starlight pool and never came back. Do we find out about that fucking starlight pool? No, it's not. No, I want to talk about it though. I've got it in here. (laughs) She wants to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, I have a whole theory. Oh, give it. Yes. Oh, no, so. Uh, no, so you guys wanted me to prepare the crackpot theory, so I brought my most popular mm-hmm. or most unpopular theory with me. It does wrap into CC, I think, quite nicely, but kind of more towards the end. Um, but yeah, let me know if you want to talk about that, because it's kind of derailing the whole Crescent City conversation. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, you know what? Listen, I, I let me just go ahead and let me just tell you guys, we literally derail all the time. We will show up with beautiful scripts or we've got all these links. We've got all this stuff. I'm telling you, we have five. I I have to edit five hours of shit to give you an hour and 45 minute episode. Because talk about book subscriptions and we'll talk about, we'll go shopping. Uh, we are like, let's get on Fairyloot's website. You want to look at that stuff? Can I tell you a really we sad story? Every day. Yes, I want to hear Okay, so one time I was like, I'm going to try and sign up to get the Fairy Loot adult boxes. I really want them. I really just want to be a part of Fairy Loot. (laughs) 
Anyways, I signed up. Six months later, I got the link saying you've been accepted, but I didn't see the link until a week later. And so I missed out on the fairy loot adult books. <laughs> Honestly, I feel that in my soul because I just got that email <laughs> recently and I was like, I need this. I don't know what it is about fairy loot, but there's something about their, whoever does their PR is a fucking genius yes. and I've never ever in my life as an adult wanted to participate in something so effing hard yes yeah I, depressing I got signed up a couple months ago and then Liv just got her email this week I literally got it like three days ago yeah yes yes yeah they're so been, they've been so far behind i signed up in may last year for the wait list i signed up in march oh my god that's so long yeah, yeah it's wow. so long and uh, every time when i've tried to sign up for a limicrate and i get their subscription email i i always miss it that is always but oh. i've gotten it multiple times and y'all listen i miss it every time <laughs> so i'm so frustrated at myself but yeah, that was a box that I was like, I, I will give my soul for that. I will do whatever mm -hmm. I need to do. And I just, I don't know. They have the best looking editions the majority of the time, I feel like. Yes. Well, so one yeah. that you may look into, and I know there's a wait list, Owlcrate. If, oh, if yeah. you have not yeah. really yeah. looked into Owlcrate, their books are beautiful. We, yeah. we started getting Owlcrate. They started their adult subscription in July or something. And we were like, we started doing it like in the fall or whatever. Every book is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every like book. Them. They're smaller. I'm a sucker for a pretty cover. And the sprayed oh. edges, all the art that comes in them. I just, I'm like, here's my credit card number. Just put it on repeat. I don't care if it's a daily thing. Just take my money. Take it and give it right. to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Owlcrate. We've skipped so like cute. one. To oh, my gosh. I'm so happy that Coco's. Oh, my gosh. Her. Like please bring Coco on. Um also um she doesn't have any pet spiders. Um you no know, giant spiders. No giant spiders. I feel like really? all the propaganda in the US about Australia is that your animals are like terrifying. Like you guys have spiders and snakes everywhere. That's what I sent her. I literally sent her this. I was like, okay, I have to ask you, like, how big are your spiders? <laughs> And then there was like, this video I sent her yesterday or something where this woman is <laughs> with a spider, but she has, I'm pretty sure it's like a pet spider for her. And she's, it's, she's sitting there having a conversation with it. It's like Charlotte's web and it's like crawling what? around like this mug. <laughs> she's having tea with it. And yeah, they're like, they're like, this is how to get, I forget how it was like, this is like the PR for Australia. And I said, so this is, this is what happens, right? Like. <clears throat> hundred percent we just hang out with spiders they're our friends no that spiders never snakes. <laughs> literally i always tell people so i've only lived in capital cities i've never lived in the bush so i can't tell you what the spiders are like in the bush but in capital cities like i live in melbourne um people say melbourne is a lot like san francisco um very much like san fran and we've got like trams and stuff we're very like yeah, we're a very nice city, um, but you'd be hard pressed to find any wildlife. I'd compare it. I've only been to New York in the States for a long time, um, and I would compare it to New York. We don't have as many rats, but nothing. Birds. You know what? Pigeons. And they're huge there. They're mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. I'm more scared of the New York rats than I am of the Australian spiders. 
Do you guys remember Pizza Rat that literally had the New York sized? Do you guys remember that? Mm -mm. It was this rat no. that, that someone had took a video of going down the streets of New York City and a New York slice of pizza. You know, it's ginormous. <laughs> this rat was literally carrying it in its mouth and it was like as big as the piece of pizza. Oh no. my God. I'm not yeah. kidding. And I was like, oh no, did it take it down to the turtles in the sewer because they wanted their pizza for the night? <laughs> you know, we we, we got to get to the Ninja Turtles. That is oh, wild. Yeah, no. Um, no, we just, uh, I love that you called it the bush. That's hilarious. Just because I'm over here. I live out here in the country. <laughs> I, I got Yeehaw. a cornfield at the back and a cornfield at the left. We live in front of my husband's family's farm. We're <laughs> oh my God. You sent me that video whenever you and I were chatting and I was just like, wow, she does. She lives out there, huh? <laughs> it, it gets, listen, it, like the wind Oh my gosh. Whenever my little dog goes outside, he's just like straight back. So ridiculous. Like, ugh, girl, to be in the country, the stuff that you see, like we have hawks that are um, as big as my little dog that, oh yeah, it's huge. Um, also, I told you I have three dogs, three cats. We also have 12 pigeons hey, what that are, <laughs> we have pigeons. We have racing pigeons, World War what? II racing pigeons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my what? husband spent three weeks building a pigeon house and it's nicer than some people's sheds okay like a nice shed that you would get at you know the home the home store or whatever home depot or lowe's it's nicer than that and we have freaking pigeons guys i didn't want these, didn't want these. we have a bird dog she's they're <laughs> used to train this bird dog who's the bane of my existence <laughs> And we have 12, so we have to be on the lookout for hawks, not because of my dogs, but because of these pigeons, the pigeons. It's not the life I signed up for guys. I, oh, I mean, no, I, God. I mean, the town that we both grew up in is just two towns over where we live now. And, <laughs> but I never would have, I mean, it's a tiny town. We only have 1200 people in our towns would have never fathomed that I would have pet pigeons. And yeah. we technically live in city limits of the town, so they are our pets. Yeah. Anna's over here with Travis Kelsey, and I have pigeons. <laughs> I like, mean, I'm not in the burbs, okay? I I don't live in the city anymore. I'm in the burbs. We got our yee-yee on out here, okay? <laughs> Did you say yee Until you have pigeons. Not, so yeah, okay. Yes. It's like a, there's this country artist that does this whole like yee-yee in one of his songs do you know what I'm talking about I anyway I'm not a huge country it, yeah. fan but anyway my husband like would play it sometimes and I'm like what the fuck is this and then we move out here and I'm like okay well this tracks <laughs> we're like 30 <laughs> minutes outside of like the city but I'm like man sometimes I don't know you just you just you see people and you're like man okay you guys haven't, you guys haven't left in like 45 years. You can tell, you can tell, you can tell. That's the towns yeah. that we grew up in. So like the town, like I said, the town that we both grew up in. So Liv and I have been friends since for, since we were like five years old. Mm -hmm. So like we've, listen, we've been in each other's weddings. We, you know, been, we've been there and back and look, she's ignoring me. So she knows she's so she happy right now. 
She knows how to fool. She's over here looking shit up. She's looking up spoilers and shit. Don't let her fool you. She's she's just not listening to me. She's listening to you guys. She's just not listening to me. Um, but so the town, so we have three towns that go to one high school. Um, and so we've actually always lived in the same, at some point lived in the same like place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we live in the fancy town. So we grew up in the like poor town and then now we live in the fancy town and we ride golf carts everywhere. It's the same shit. <laughs> what? We drive golf carts everywhere. We get golf cart permits every year and we drive our golf carts around town. Um, we'll drive up to the restaurant in town, get our dinner. And then like my dog, he loves to, the red. He loves the golf cart, loves the golf cart. It's his favorite thing. So if you, people just see me and my dog riding around on, on, and that's how everybody gets around. People have like $12,000 golf carts, guys. It's not a joke. We have like our neighborhood. Everybody has a golf cart except for us. And I'm like, I can't justify having this tiny little machine that we would probably use to take to the pool because that's the closest thing like that we could probably get to safely. And literally everyone around us has it. Some of them like get them decked out with lights and strobe lights and have like a sound system. And I'm just like, man, if you're going to spend this kind of money, like just get like a Ferrari <laughs> or a Porsche. Yeah, like, what's the point? People in our town. So like ours that we had. So my grandpa passed away a couple of years ago. So red was actually my grandpa's dog. And so red came to live with us. Mm-hmm. Well, red came with a golf cart. So when we moved, oh. so yeah, so the golf cart waited until we moved into our, this house now. And so my husband souped that thing up. He took out all the batteries. It has three lithium batteries and we can go 40 miles an hour in this golf cart. Oh yeah. It, we, we, we have to have seatbelts, regulated Mm -hmm. seatbelts. And oh yeah, people have lights. People have sound systems. There's this one guy that rides around that I'm pretty sure he has subs bigger than what people put in their cars. Oh, I'm sure. It shakes our windows. Oh yeah. Oh, (laughs) what? Sass, we want to fly you into the Midwest. Forget New York City. We'll show you like what it's really. Like. Yeah, we'll, you we'll want to you want to come out city. here. You want to come see what it's like. <laughs> come hang I out. Sure do. Everyone I that I work with thinks I live in a Hallmark movie. Oh, okay. Shush. That's rude. Sorry, Coco's being really loud. Um, I am coming in 2025. I'm coming in October. So the plan is to like go around and say hi to everyone. <laughs> nice so maybe i will do that anna's about eight out seven ish hours away from us i'm trying to think how long it takes my brother-in-law to get here my brother-in-law lives in kansas city so i don't ask me what neighborhood or anything i don't know i was gonna say like probably yeah probably seven ish seven ish hours yeah if you drive straight through yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah we do yeah yeah i mean if you drive overnight you'll probably get there faster yeah okay a nice halfway point is st louis yes yeah oh yeah yeah nice me not knowing where any of this is i know (laughs) kansas like i know kansas from the wizard of oz (laughs) okay so like i'm on the other side of that i'm on missouri i'm in kansas city missouri on the just on the other side of the border there okay nice (laughs) yes um have you ever heard or seen the St. Louis Arch, the giant arch that is in America? It's not that big of a deal. So oh, sure she has no idea. I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm asking. Nobody cares. I mean, the Midwest sucks. I'm just going to be honest. Like, we well, we sit in a horrible spot where we don't even get the good snow. Anna got all this great snow, and I was we literally did. sending her a video where I was like, we have It's nothing. cold. <laughs> You're like, it's cold. Oh, we three, and we don't have shit. Like, uh, that's annoying. We can't build a yeah. snowman. We don't have snow in, like, the city, but um, we're surrounded by mountains, and they usually get snow in winter, so it's pretty nice around us. Yeah. It's weird because people are like, you get snow in Australia. And I'm like, yeah, I live in the cold city. <laughs> nice here. <laughs> well, because also I remember on Christmas Day, I was like, it's very weird to me that it's summer. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I actually said something uh, to my high school kids. I was like, yeah, I was like, uh, I said, did you guys know that it's summer in Australia? And they were like, yeah, I mean, we have summer too, Kelly. That's what they said to me. And I said, and I said, oh, they're, listen, <laughs> they're shitheads. And I said, no, right now. And they said, it's Christmas time. And I said, right, 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 right. I'm, if you all would just shut up <laughs> and listen to me, right now is summertime in Australia. And they said, then how are they dreaming? I had one kid that said, then how are they dreaming of a white Christmas? I'm like, they oh, still no. can it's just oh. summertime there it listen i was like y'all are done you gotta get in i'm tired of looking at you i can't put your faces <laughs> in the water i'm done yeah it I, is and um... then one kid's it was like 10 minutes later and a kid popped up and said oh so it's the summer season there right now yeah this is the youth this is the future of our world guys i i hear <laughs> it all the time I hear it all the time. So I have um, like separate accounts for fashion on TikTok and Instagram. Instagram, I don't hear as much from Americans, but on my TikTok, Americans would just be flabbergasted by me. They would be like, why are you wearing summer clothes? It's Christmas. And I'd be like, because it's hot in Australia. And they were like, what? And they were like, so is it like, oh, what it someone said, so it's July right now at christmas time and i was like no babe <laughs> what do you mean it's still december <laughs> yep that's like, what my no. kids thought i was like guys so they have I. the same calendar they have the same <laughs> calendar and then it's oh my gosh so then like last week you know whenever we had our original record date i was like okay guys like i gotta leave practice i've gotta get home like i'll see you guys okay and so I was like, at the beginning of practice, I was like, Coach Kelly is out at 6.30. Peace out, bye. And they were like, well, why are you going to rush home? And I said, well, I've got this recording that we're going to do. And I said, we have one that lives in Australia. And I was like, she's 17 hours ahead. And I said, and I can't <laughs> do that time math. And, I, and, and they were like, what do you mean she's 17 hours ahead? And I said, her time zone is 17 hours ahead. And they're like, so it's Thursday. And I was like, it's the next day. And guys, this is the face I got. That's that, that's who's going to run a, the world someday. That's terrifying oh. to think about. I know. It's gross. Right. Teenagers are gross. Are you done talking about teenagers? Yeah. Oh, sorry. She's on Reddit. Oh, the best place. The place where all the fun lives. So, Such a lawless place. Talked really about the terrifying is. 
children. Olivia and I are kind of scared of Reddit. Why? Yeah, I read it, but I don't comment on it. We don't ever. comment anything on it. Yeah, We're neither very, do I. I'm very scared of it. Yeah, we'll read it. And we'll read comments and we'll have our own opinions to each other, but we're not putting that on there. That's very scary for us. It's the Wild West. That is the Wild West. Yes. Anna, do you comment? Oh, I don't comment. I just like to browse, but I was like, I didn't know if you like got like hate or something from commenting before. That's why you don't. Just afraid. Just a general, just a general fear. Yeah. I mean, I will say, that's why I said it's like a lawless place because people do go crazy. And I mean, you know how you have those like regular keyboard warriors that are like, oh my God, you suck. And then you get on Reddit and it's just like, holy shit. Next level. Yes, next level. Your next generations are going to feel the pain that you felt from those Reddit comments. Yes. They're awful. And then Riff told me about like, whenever you like can click up and click down and like how that mm-hmm. I had no idea yeah. about that where it's like you I can like upvote or something right like vote yeah. a comment or something like that I didn't yeah. I didn't know how that math worked and I was like no 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 Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just have to give Coco some food I'll be one second Don't, just keep going I can still hear you <laughs> I think I've commented one time and it was on one of Emily's posts and I was like yeah girl and I just yeah, something just very generic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, you go. But sometimes on Instagram, I'm not afraid to comment. Um, so obviously, spoilers was a huge topic. Whenever, mm-hmm. what was it? Sarah posted with Asriel, Nesta, and Bryce. Like, oh, the line. That very first like, running... blurb that she posted. Yes. And yeah. the internet broke. Yeah. And I had a whole monologue about spoilers. Mm -hmm. I think it might've even been this last episode that just, just came out because I was like, first off, we already knew that was going to be a bonus chapter. She posted that in July. So everyone that was losing their ever loving minds about it. I was like, we already knew about them. That wasn't, we knew it was going to be a crossover. We knew that it wasn't a secret. And I mean, it's also been published for two years now. Right. I went on to someone and I said, yeah, like what a move they made. I said, however, back in July, she already put that up and no one was upset then. Yeah. And it was, uh, then it was like all of a sudden every, anyone that shared that post was shitty because they were spoiling it for everyone. That's I let, well, and I, I, I mean, we talk shit about all the time about the people that are like throne of glass spoilers. I'm like, that came out in 2012. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> Some of you weren't even born then. So it's not a spoiler. It's, are you kidding? Selena is Aelin. Just, just so everyone knows. Hey, yeah. did I ruin it for you guys? Sorry. Like, I, but when I first started making TikTok content, like when I first started doing cosplaying last year, um, I just didn't even think about spoilers. And like back mm-hmm. then it wasn't, like it was still popular, but it wasn't like, what it is now it's not sensationalized but I remember posting some stuff about the um yeah like the crossover and people were like what do you mean and I was like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) like I didn't even put two and two together I just assumed everyone had read it and I was like oh shit I'm so sorry whoops my bad like well it's (laughs) headcanon just something I'm hoping for (laughs) yeah fingers crossed (laughs) 
Rune looks an awful lot like Reese. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I did. I went on a whole tangent because I was like, guys, now we're just finding a reason to bitch. Let's yeah. let people make content. Let people enjoy themselves. Also, if you're so niched in your social media that you're seeing basically just all SJM content. I mean, truly on my, what is it? The little, I, I never can remember like your for you page. I mean, mm -hmm. it's all bookish art and it's all basically spoilers at this point. Yeah. 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 I haven't had the chance to read the third, um, oh, the third Stephanie Garber, um, once upon, oh, um, like yeah. once upon a broken heart. Mm -hmm. I yeah. haven't had the chance to read the third one yet. It was fully spoiled for me the other day in artwork no yeah. oh, that's and, the worst. And not, and, but and like that just we're still under the six month window of that book coming out and it was like one of those I was like after Hofast I need to complete this series it needs to happen I'm, yeah I need to find out what happens with the characters and I was like this is some beautiful art because you know there's a lot there was so much headcanon art with the two main characters of the book and it was I mean, it, it actually pulled all of the lines from the book that gave everything away. And I was oh, like, oh, no. yeah. And so I was like, oh, that was not headcanon. That was because then people were commenting and they were like, oh, my gosh, that was so beautiful. That was how I wanted it to happen. And I was like, two years <laughs> is one thing. I just felt it's, it's, out, it's out. It's out. You, you, yeah. but it was like. It was one of those where I was like, because there had been so much headcanon art that I was like, oh, okay, I'm, this is beautiful. I just want to see, you know, they'll pull stuff from like the first or second book. And and then I was just like, oh, okay. But you know what I did? I went, oh, that sucks. And then I moved on with my life. Found it. Oh, yeah. You, you still hadn't found your phone this whole time? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> she lost her phone an hour ago. Uh oh, Oh, okay. That's good then. It's good that she found it. But anyways, <laughs> so, you know, it's just how you handle spoilers where you're like, I wasn't mm -hmm. going to comment on that post and be like, you ruined this series for me. I'm still going to read it and I'm still going to love every second of it. And yeah. I will still probably be just as impacted by that scene as I would have been had I not read it. Yeah. It was out of context. It's just not in my nature. And I, I think this is something that I really struggle with. It's not in my nature to be like, oh, that's your fault I'd be like that's my yeah. fault I looked at it it's my fault yeah. <laughs> but people are so yeah. quick to be like you've ruined everything you've ruined my entire life you've killed my child you've sentenced me to death I'm like whoa I would never say that to someone some people are just so intense it's a lot it's a lot to deal with and they're but happy I mean to do it and they're happy to do it is the problem too they yeah. are just like almost getting off on the fact that they're being mean to you and I'm like <laughs> You're saying it, you're typing it out. Like you might as well just text me at this point because right. why? What are you doing? Here's my number. Say it to my face. <laughs> FaceTime me. Say it to my face. With right. your chest. Yeah, with yeah. your chest. Shout out Kevin Hart. <laughs> I listen, I'm here to tell you what. Your cosplay, A, beautiful and amazing. And amazing. We're always obsessed. Amazing. Um, I mean, top tier. I mean, the way that you can change characters is flawless and beautiful. 
across the board. I'm not, I, I, and I mean that that's not me just kissing your ass. Cause I'm like, look at her. She's on the screen. I mean it. We we're, we're very obsessed with it. And, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine what I don't, sometimes I don't even look at your comments. I will just comment mm-hmm. and say what I say. And I'm like, I can't look into that because I can't only imagine, especially some of your like unhinged theory cosplays. Mm-hmm. The, I bet, I bet people come for you, girl. Yeah, they do. But because I'm really big on creating safe spaces in this community and it's something that you guys probably know I police quite a lot and have been very vocal about it in my stories and saying you are not to say this to people. This is not kind. I actually go through my comments constantly and I hide or I delete depending on how nasty the comment is. So Mm -hmm. I make sure I, I pretty much am always making sure it's a really safe space. Um, I find a lot of the time a lot of the comments that I get that are nasty really revolve around Elaine, Asriel, and Gwen. That's where I see the most horrible comments and I'm like, delete, goodbye, you're not welcome here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it, it sucks. But I think there's two sides to the coin as well though because it sucks, it's awful to see and obviously I wouldn't want someone who's a ship of either or of any ship to be upset by something. Um, but on the other hand, I'm so glad that there are people who are so passionate and who love this, like, series, these series of the multiple series, the Massverse. I, I love that people are so passionate about it. So it's it's hard because obviously, yeah, I want to police so it's a safe space, but I also understand that people, you know, are entitled to their opinions and I want them to feel comfortable as well. It's tough. It is tough. Because you do, you want to hear that, not hear negative shit, but you, yeah. you want to hear what people have to say on it. But then, yeah, you, the way you have completely curated a safe space, well, you know, I'm sure you just see that I just literally heart everything that you post most of the time. I'm like, agreed, agreed, agreed. <laughs> and then I'm like, yes, girl, agreed. There needs to be more of that because it can get there. Sometimes I find myself on the wrong side of the social medias I'm not on okay I'm not on TikTok I'm not on it at all I have the app because I get sent stuff but I'm I find out two weeks later on Instagram like an Mm -hmm. old lady um I'm not so like some stuff she'll be like oh it's all over TikTok and I'm like "Mm, I don't (laughs) I'm not I'm not on that so I don't know what that I have heard though that that there's some ugly sides of yeah yes yes Yes. people are foul I actually had somebody recently in my dms they were like how dare you say this and I was like hello (laughs) what (laughs) excuse me I was just like I honestly at this point I was like okay just say your piece because and then I'm gonna decide if I'm gonna respond because People like that are not worth my energy. What am I going to do? Start a war with somebody who I've never met. I don't know your name. I literally know nothing about you, but you felt the need. You felt the need to not just like comment on a video or post or whatever. You clicked on my profile and said, I'm going to message this broad and I'm going to tell her, how dare you? I beg your pardon. How dare I? I'm sorry. Like my, that's the same thing. It's yeah, you want to create a safe space and people are allowed to have their own opinion for sure. And it's, and I've posted about the whole, like Bryce and Asriel 
like mate thing. Like that's, that's what I was rooting for. And people were like, fuck you, fuck this, take this shit down. And I was like, listen, I respect that you, that you love this and that you love them and that you interpreted this interview in this way. I love that for you. I'm happy for you. However, I cannot reciprocate the same feelings, but it's just like, how can you go out of your way to just be so nasty for, for what, what is that going to give you? I'm not going to take my video down. (laughs) I'm not going to change my mind. It's not going to make me want to support your views when you're being awful and nasty, especially for like, especially for somebody like you, who like you put so much effort into your reels. Like you, you are like, you are like the definition of a creator. You have put so much effort into the things that you post. For me, I'm just like, tell me everything. (laughs) Tell me, tell me your story. I'm so intrigued. And I love that. Even if, even if I wouldn't agree with you, I would never be like, delete, delete your video, take it down. I would never do that. I would never do that. That's why it's like, sometimes it's so triggering. I'm like, who, in what world does this make sense to you? Like, it's not, you're not getting anything out of this. If anything, you're just, you're, you're beating somebody who's like putting thought or using this platform to just be themselves, you know, more than anything else. 100%. 100%. I always imagine the people that do that were the same people that like made fun of theater kids and like oh. kind of band kids and which like we were both. <laughs> so, so was I. I was like this well. <laughs> she tries to say she wasn't a theater kid, but she technically <laughs> was. So I know you can you can argue it if you want. You don't want to, you, you'll only argue with me, just not them. Okay. She's really doing her best <laughs> right now. So, and like at our school, the athletes and, and like all those popular cliques were also in theater and all of that. So that's a very foreign concept. And a lot of that is just because of what we see in movies or whatever. Mm. But I've heard like, where people have been made, you know, shoved into lockers and beat up outside of school just because they were being expressive, whether that's on stage or through music. And I feel like that's the same thing with content creators in the videos that you guys post, A, showing your face. I don't know if you've really noticed, but when Liv and I post on the, we we are not putting our faces on there. A, we always talk about how we don't like our faces. We don't like our faces. And we don't feel like the world needs to, you know, our husbands picked it, but again, we don't know why, but we're like, we'll give you our voice. And so for you guys to be like forefront center, have people are putting a face to that. And I think that sometimes that that's what gives them even more right or the right that they Mm -hmm. think they have to comment because they can see you as a person. But then you're also like, would you walk up and say that? And then again, they probably would walk up and say that to somebody on the street. I mean, I dare them to say it to my face. Genuinely, I do. Because I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Great. Guess what? I'm still going to show up tomorrow. I'm still going to probably say something that you don't agree with. But I'm only saying it to play like, yeah, like it's a thought that I have. But maybe I'm playing devil's advocate. Like nobody who wants to talk about the same stuff all the time. Or like maybe somebody noticed something and I'm just like running with it. Okay, you gave me an inch and I'm taking a mile. Okay. So what's the point? This is, this is the whole beauty of being around for something like this, because I definitely think like all of SJM's books have really 
they've inspired a group of people and to be around while it's ongoing is so much fun because you can do stuff like this. You can theorize, you can make your own guesses. You can, you can do the cosplay. You can take your own interpretation and show the world. I mean, it's no different than, than actors in a movie. I mean, it's their interpretation of, of whoever it is that they're playing. I mean, it's no different. It's no different. You're just not getting paid probably. That's And I make the connection with Marvel all the time. Like A, because she's doing a crossover, which is basically, I mean, there's a whole Marvel universe, you know, and it's just the fact too, that I'm like, it's a woman author doing it that I think mm-hmm. also puts people off, but we're, it just, again, just because she's a woman, but I'm like that there's been some crazy crossover stuff with the Marvel universe. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, I don't, when people like get upset about it first, the people that were upset about a crossover anyways, I'm like, okay, like, why are you upset about that? This is really fun. This is really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's going to answer all of those. Um, what is it? Plot holes and fillers that, that everybody (laughs) says are in these books. She's a, I mean, she's a mastermind. She's, those aren't holes and it's not filler. Mm -hmm. It's it's intentional around. Yeah. yeah, it's all intentional. Marvel was the same way. Like all the Marvel Easter eggs that all the, you know, Marvel people would pick out. I'm not into it. Like my husband watches them, but, um, you know, I'm like, if they're on cool, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but I'm just like, I'm not in the fandom, mm-hmm. but I'm like, let, let it happen. And you know, it, there's good, there were wild theories for that too. He would tell me about some of them sometimes. And I'm like, oh, great. Which is what I do now where I'm like, listen to this. And he, he can probably hear us through the back wall. Uh, I know my husband's got his headphones in trying to be quiet. And I'm like, I'm just like, all I'm doing, are you excited for tonight? And I was like, yeah, but I want to talk to you about it, but it sucks that you haven't read anything. And it's just pissing me off. Cause like no one to get this out to right now. And I need to, <laughs> um, I did the thing one day. And I think I, I told, I had told you about this, that it was kind of whenever we first started doing the podcast and I was like, he's so what's going on? Like, what, what is this really about? And he, I mean, he, he knew like I've read the books and done all mm-hmm. that. And I was like, okay, well, so here is, and then I just started talking about like the overarching massiverse and mm-hmm. guys, you could have dipped a donut in the glaze on that man's eyes. He just, <laughs> he was just like, what kind of phrase was that? Like it's glazed eyes. He was just like, and then and then he he has ADHD and so then he was just like (laughs) and then like went out and fixed the car I don't know like he just and I was like oh that really sucks that I can't so Mm -hmm. then I was just so thank I'm so thankful that I get to sit down every week and talk to her like uh I would lose my mind and I always say that I was like a closeted like fantasy reader because everybody like that we went to school with was like really into like you know, like the Jody Picoult and everybody had to get cancer and die. And yeah. I'm like, if someone's going to die, I want a sword through their body. Uh, you know, expecto Patrona, like our, you know, very valiant like, death. I want something. I want, yeah. I want, I want like magical death. And that's why I was just reading like you guys' forms that you filled out. Cause you guys are great. Anna's like team Edward forever. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lives a huge twilight girl. I love it so much.
Oh, my husband is obsessed. Loves really? it. We go on. Okay. So we do a Harry Potter marathon every year for Christmas. That's just like our thing. I don't know what it is about Harry Potter, but it just seems like Christmas movies to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Agreed. So we'll do one movie each week leading up until Christmas. So then Christmas Day, we'll watch like the last one. But then springtime is when we binge all the Twilight movies. <laughs> And he's like, God, this is so good. This is such a good movie. I love it. And it's and then um got Taylor Lautner because he plays Jacob, you know, and he'll just be like, God, this guy fucking sucks. Where's Edward? <laughs> just so into it. And I'm like, yes, this is the kind of energy that I need right now. I need this. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> the passion. I love it. Have you guys read Life and Death? Yes. No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, you got to read it. It's so good. Okay. So Stephanie, Stephanie wrote it in the lead up to Midnight Sun as a way to write from a male's point of view. So it's mm-hmm. all of the characters, but they're gender bent. And it has some like really interesting changes to what the original Twilight book was. So I always recommend it to people because I'm like, it's just such a fun way to experience Twilight for the first time again, but in such a different way. I loved it. Okay, so I'll have to read it. I'll have to read it. You'll love it. I want, like, updates daily. <laughs> Say less. Say less. <laughs> I'll be, like, rage messaging you. Like, damn it, she's asleep, I know. But Liv's, like, <laughs> still upset that I haven't read Midnight Sun. She's, like, just, we literally talked about it one day, and then a week have later. Have you guys read it? She's, yes. have you not read it yet? And I'm, like, yeah. no, I haven't. I loved it. I know some people didn't like it, but I loved it. So then I, like, went to add to cart on Amazon, and then I looked at her from across the table, and I was, like, what the fuck is this other book? What? I was, like, is this fanfic? What the fuck is this? She's, no. <laughs> She's, it's gender bent, and it's important to the plot. <laughs> I mean, it's separate, but yeah. Yeah, it's but so she, good. You need to, and I was like, add to cart. The so. names are the names are kind of goofy, but I did like how it was different and like the the ways that it was different. I thought was cool because she kind of wrote it, and she was like, people had said, you know, it only worked because Bella was a woman. Like it never would have worked another way, and like all this kind of stuff. So she kind of went out to prove them wrong, and I think it. I still think it worked. I loved it. I think I loved it more than I loved Twilight. <laughs> But that could be because I like powerful women. So I was like, this is yeah. sick. <laughs> and you're in your gender bent era right now. I am. I'm constantly getting requests to do gender bent stuff. So I'm like, all right, guys. <laughs> I love also, it. Like, being, I love like, it. Being like openly gay online is very interesting. <laughs> I didn't realize like how thirsty married women were <laughs> until I came out online. <laughs> Oh my god, I want to know all the things. Tell me. Yeah, give us some tea about that. Let's Yes. I just will get DMs from women and my DMs are in requests. So if I go through them, even if I look at them, you can't tell that I've read them. It's a security thing, a safety thing. I just I just do it for my own mental health, basically. Um, but sometimes I'll look through my requests and there will be like very thirsty messages in there saying all sorts of things and then I'll go and look at the person's profile because I'm nosy and I'll be like oh married with kids okay (laughs) (laughs) interesting but it's 
it's definitely something that I see. One of my favourite authors is also openly queer. And whenever she does question time, she gets a lot of thirsty questions. And I'm like, I think it's just being out online. Um, you, you just generally tend to get those kinds of questions. I get them from men too on my fashion accounts. So it's it's not like it doesn't happen both ways, but it's just interesting the kinds of people um, that will send you these messages. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. It's I mean, fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like, what's not going on at home? Yeah. Or, have you been lying to yourself this entire time? Yeah, you probably, they're probably, see you as a safe space probably yeah. to ask questions yes. or whatever like you know. John situation like what's happening testing it out yeah I mean listen though but when I'm so listen you're a babe so yes. I mean, you're, you're so I get why you would get all those questions I don't I that's one of them me <laughs> yes hey blink twice if Liv has sent you some of those <laughs> I just want to know. Her husband doesn't have to know. I just want to know. So then I can just gaze into her eyes intently and be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You were seen. Okay. So I want to hear your most unhinged theories. All right. Do you want me to go first or Anna, do you want to go first? You can go first. You go first. You seem ready. So you go. You're like, all right. I was like, I, oh, <laughs> yes, because I, yeah, I asked you guys to I bring your most right stuff to the table, because that's what we're <laughs> here about. Okay, so I'm going to tell you my most unhinged theory that is also my most popular and unpopular theory on both my accounts, which is that Tamlin is an Ash River. <laughs> I believe People it. People I believe that. I believe it, too. They but I mean. it. I bet you've so, some ugly messages about that. <laughs> I sure have, and I, I revel in them. Much like Sarah revels in our tears, I revel in Ash. people's anger Tamlin being an Ash River. So yes. something that I'm going to touch on before I even get into the theory is um, just the biggest argument that I get about this theory, and I've had it a lot, um, and that is the timeline. So I know a lot of people say that this theory isn't accurate because of the timeline. Um, <laughs> so I'm going, so for this theory to be true, I'm going to go off someone else's theory about the timeline, which is Emily, because, you know, our Lord and Saviour. <laughs> so Emily has, Emily. <laughs> Emily has this on her TikTok and she also has a Reddit post about it as well. If you guys know Emily's theories on TikTok mm-hmm. and Instagram, she is also Emmy Ego on Reddit. So, um, she created a theory which states that the worlds are stacked on top of each other. Now, Anna's also mm-hmm. theorized this as well, which comes back to string theory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Emily's theory suggests that string theory is present and the worlds are stacked on top of each other, but they're existing in different timelines. So she suggests that Throne of Glass is happening in the past, Akatar is the present, and Cece is the future. To add to this, Harrison literally translates to old world. So mm-hmm. I see it. And when I was reading this series, before I was even into any sort of theory stuff, that's kind of how I read them as well, that Harrison was the oldest of the worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, Gwyn in A Court of Silver Flames also mentions 
that Meryl has theorized <laughs> that yes. the worlds are stacked on top of each other, mm-hmm. but they're separated by time and a whole bunch of other things. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. But it to me, it seems relevant that they're, they're in different timelines. And that's not to say that, like, Midgard, for example, didn't exist at the same time as these other worlds, but they're happening in different times. So the storylines that we're seeing are happening in these specific timelines. Still with me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're, yes. we're all in. <laughs> okay, cool. So the first thing I want to discuss is Mab's line, because I believe Tamlin is a descendant of Aelin and Rowan and comes from the Mab or Ash River line, while also having Whitethorn elements. So I think that he is a descendant, not a close descendant, but a distant descendant of Aelin and Rowan's line. To jog our listeners' memories, Mab (laughs) is one of the two true Fae Queens. So she met her mortal mate and lived out a mortal existence with him and died, which I think is kind of cute. The Ash River eyes are described as turquoise blue with a gold ring around them. So Tamlin's eyes aren't the same as the Ash River eyes, but what I do think is interesting about Tamlin's eyes is that they're green with gold or amber flecks through them. The gold flecks in the witch's eyes of Throne of Glass symbolise their fey lineage, while the black symbolises their vowel lineage. Thank you, Coco. I agree. <laughs> She's just yelling in the background. <laughs> So what I think is interesting is that Tamlin has these beautiful green eyes. They're described so similarly to Rowan's while also carrying those gold flecks that come from the Fae in the the Throne of Glass series. So I think that his gold flecks come from that Fae lineage, which I think is the Ash River line. I think it's trying to tell us that. Well, I think Sarah is trying to tell us that. Also, the first time that Tamlin shifts from his beast form and Feyre sees him as a High Lord, she describes him with a warrior's build, with tanned skin, and Feyre also states that he looks young. It's one of the first things she says is that he looks young. Interestingly, Aelin states this about Rowan in Era of Fire. <laughs> so in Era of Fire, she thinks it would be it would it would have been a mistake to call him young, and it would have been a mistake to call him anything but a warrior. Like how similar is that wording? Mm-hmm. Gary, <laughs> hate it. it. <laughs> um, the next thing is Tamlin's magic. So <sighs> Tamlin can shift into a beast, but like all High Lords can shift into a beast form. But something that he can do that others can't is shift other people. So Lucian confirms in Akatar that he can shift other people into other forms, which we see when, oh, God, what's that wolf's, the wolf's name that she kills? A- Anders? Uh, on, on, I don't even know. On, uh, on, Andreas? On, or on, Andreas? Uh, perhaps. I can't Man, that's so bad. So we know that he can shift other people, which I think is really interesting that that is, like, part of his ability, part of his power is being able to shift others. Um, Feyre also undoubtedly obtains her shifting abilities from Tamlin and she's able to shift herself. So I also find that really interesting. Maeve also tells us in Throne of Glass that Mab's bloodline ran true so that all her, her descendants who inherited her full powers and shifting abilities would obtain immortality. So I'm thinking more about the shifting abilities there. 
um, that Maeve talks about from Mab's bloodline. Another bit of his power that I found really interesting, please tell me to shut up if I'm talking too much or if you want to interject. No, no. I feel bad. Keep, going. keep going. Yeah, keep going. I'm just like, <laughs> I've got so much. Rowan's power of bending the wind at his will is also really an interesting ability because um, when we think about in Akawa, Tamlin saved Feyre from Highburn and Feyre describes his power as a warm wind kiss with lilac and fresh grass blasted up from beneath me, a wind of spring lifting me, filling my wings, swinging me wide. And Rowan's mind is blown. Rowan's power when he's well, when um he, what does he do when the glass uh, the throne of glass the castle of glass is like melting and Aelin's gonna die and he uses his wind to you know and he uses his wind in lots of different ways so it's interesting that Tamlin would have this wind power and also these shifting yeah. abilities which are Mab's line and then the White Thorn line. Tell me the evidence is not staggering right now. <laughs> it's very specific. It is very, very specific. specific. It's so specific. It's weirdly specific. Um, now, we know that a lot of Tamlin's past is shrouded in mystery and leaves us wanting more. Like, I know that when I read Akatar, I was like, I need more Tamlin. Like, not specifically Tamlin as a person, but Tamlin's past and, like, Tamlin's yeah. court traditions, the spring court. Mm -hmm. I really want more of that. And I find it interesting that we know so little about any of his past, his father, his mother. Also another one that we don't have a last name for. Yes. It's wild. And no one None really puts that together. It's all, what's Reese's last name? What's Reese's last name? I think I briefly said it one time where I was like, well, we also don't know Tamlin's last name either. Like, we don't have any of them. them to have Eve. Yeah. So, ben, I must say the Venceros and Autumn, that's the only High that's Lords. That's the only one. last name, right? Yeah. 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 It's very interesting. Going, so, so, so we really don't know much about the Spring Court, but one thing we do know about the Spring Court is Callan Mai or Fire Knight or the Great Rite, sorry. So the Great Rite um, or Callan Mai is actually a real Wiccan tradition um, and it's very similar to a Gaelic tradition called Beltane. Mm -hmm. Beltane um, is in Throne of Glass. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a holiday where fires are lit and they bring in the new season, hoping for good harvest. <laughs> Um, now, what I find particularly interesting about Callan Mai is that Tamlin and his chosen partner or maiden, whatever you want to call them for the night, they will create magic together that will regenerate life for the year to come. So they're like regenerating the earth, regenerating crops, making sure it's a, a good season to come. Before Tamlin chooses his maiden, though, he will hunt down a white stag, white stag as a mm -hmm. sacrifice. And I think it's really interesting that we use the word sacrifice here because I, I've seen a lot of rhetoric around this where people say, well, that's offensive because the white stag is literally the symbolism of Terracin. It's the Lord of the North. But when we talk about it as a sacrifice, as like something to give to someone, who are we giving it to? What is this tradition? Because the Lord of the North is present in almost every Throne of Glass book and it is the spirit of Terracin. <laughs> well, also in Crescent City, in Hosab, towards the beginning, there's literally a scene where they're going around and they're seeing, um, I think they're standing in front of Luna's statue or something. 
And the tour guide is literally like, all right, everybody head over here. So then that way we can, um, I don't know if they're going to see a presentation of a sacrifice for a stag. They mention it in Hosab. And so it's carried um, even into the Crescent City. I can't remember the exact. Wait, was it Hosab or Earth and Blood? Whenever they're, um, like, whenever it's, like, Rune and Hunt and Bryce. Okay. And they're, like, Is it in, in Earth and Blood? Shadows. Okay. I think yeah. so. Yeah. His, like, he's, he's really like, hiding them with their shadows. Away. Yeah. And, like, they're, <laughs> I think. Oh, Liv's, oh, Liv's, right. Liv's word specific checking on her Kindle app. I was going to say, I think it's Earth yeah, and Blood. They're in, like, the museum or something. And... Yeah, it's when they go to the temple because it's when yeah, she temple. sees that priestess as well. It's in yeah. Earth and Blood. Mm -hmm. I don't remember um, that at all. I don't all. remember that at all. So this is. Do you know? <laughs> this is. Do you know what's really interesting? Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. One ninety-seven. Talking about the stag. Page one ninety-seven. It's that uh, she's kind of giving like a rundown of some of the different things that go on or whatever, and it says like. The Autumn King was a courtesy title in addition to her father's role as a city head. For, as for all seven fey kings, no kingdom was truly their own. Even Avalon, the Green Isle ruled by the Stag King, still bowed to the Republic. So Avalon is ruled by a Stag King. That's what he calls himself? I did not know that. I did not know that. So oh, wait, shit. What, what's really interesting about that as well is that isn't Luna... She's So Luna is the... Archer, <clears throat> mm -hmm. who is also Diana of the Hunt, mm -hmm. who um, people also say might be Thea, don't they? But anyways, that might be going off track. But Luna, Diana, and people also say, or Deanna, um, people also theorize that Mab was also Deanna, but then it's been like discredited in the actual Throne of Glass books. But it's interesting that that would also be like Mab, Deanna, Luna, it's it's a lot yeah. <laughs> that's wild it, it i it says seven fey kings this is in earth and blood i do not yeah. remember that wow we we pulled out a tidbit that i you know listen the rereads have got me to where i'm like it's, i don't know which book but, but i remember that they were like oh wait mm -hmm. everybody get ready for the stag sacrifice they're like come on kids Let's go see yeah. about this stag sacrifice. And so they're like waiting for them all to go on so then they can peruse and do whatever. But it's just very interesting that across all three, we're seeing a stag be, a stag be presented. Yeah. <laughs> but keep going, keep going. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, so Lord of the North. I think that's also just such an interesting symbolism like it, it's such an interesting sacrifice or tradition that they uphold this entire time in the spring court like what <laughs> what do you mean um something else i find interesting is the pool of starlight so listen i don't have a very strong theory around this because i just don't think that there is one at the moment one theory that i really really love that isn't my own and isn't what i'm going to talk about is that tamlin was involved with rissan's sister and the Pool of Starlight is a gate from the Night Court to the Spring Court, which is so beautiful. And I loved that theory. But the theory that I want to talk about is in so Aelin, when she looks up at the stars in Air of Fire and sees the constellation of the Lord of the North, um, 
It says she scanned the night sky until she located a stag, the Lord of the North, un the unmoving star atop the stag's head, the eternal crown, pointed the way to Terrison. She'd been told that the great rulers of Terrison turned into these bright stars so that their people would never be alone and would always know the way home. So we see the star, we see the um, theories about the pool being a portal. Who's to say that it wasn't a portal for the people of Terrison? Should they ever be lost? Precious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just generally as well, Tamlin is always associated with green. Terracin is always associated with green too. Like it's always the green colours, which I think is interesting. The wedding ring that Tamlin gives Feyre is a gold ring with a large emerald, which just so happens to be similar to Aelin's wedding ring. Um, and I'm going to touch on Lydia as well in a second because it's the same ring that she has. But the exact wording in Kingdom of Ash is Aelin's ring is described as the smaller one bore a sparkling rectangular emerald mounted on uh, mounted atop. The stone was as large as her fingernail. And in Akamath, Feyre says the golden ring on my finger along with the square cut emerald glittering on top. Now, Lydia also has the same ring, but for the purpose of this, we're just going to be talking about these two. But... What I think and how I want to wrap this theory up is that we are going to get a redemption arc for Tamlin because what I foresee is that Lydia will become like a key player. There's just too much, there's too much about her, especially like alluding to the fact that her and Rune may be mates. I think that she has a bigger story and Annie, you touched on it before, but her, her bedtime story is also mm -hmm. really interesting to me. I think that that story kind of also reminds me of Mab which could then tie into her bloodline being Ash River as well. Again, I also think she could be a witch. She could be a lot of things. <laughs> um, but also just to go back to the redemption arc, Sarah loves all of her characters. We know this for a fact. She loves her characters. And in an interview, she did mention Tamlin dealing with PTSD and grief and them not having access to mental health services like in the real world we would. Um, I think she set Tamlin's character up for either death or a redemption. So I think it's a redemption. And I think him being from one of the most beloved characters' lines would be a perfect redemption arc because mm -hmm. we would all see him in such a different light and see his characteristics in such a different light. And then, yeah, like having all those theories about Lydia as well with her ring, being passed down generally generationally and this this story that she tells that irritates me to no end because I think about it all the time it keeps me up at night but I think if that was about Mab um wouldn't it be so nice for that to like wrap into it as well like Lydia Tamlin some sort of redemption found family like I think that would just be a really really nice way to wrap up Tamlin's story so that's my theory <laughs> I love it I love it and we actually like just the other day we were talking about Tamlin us getting more POV on him and not necessarily mm -hmm. even just his POV, but more directly onto him from other characters POVs because the first three books we're just seeing Farah's POV. We're not mm -hmm. seeing anything else. And then we get a little bit, you know, in Akasif, but for those characters that were like a Lucian POV on Tamlin would be, I think even better than just a Tamlin POV because you would be seeing him, yeah. how 
someone who deeply cares about him Mm -hmm. would be seeing him, you know, like the Feyre relationship was like, I, I think I attuned it to being a high school relationship, Tamron and Feyre being that high school, that's your first love, like, you know, yeah. you've went, you know, you've went through, mm-hmm. y'all listen to your emo music together. You've been yeah. through it, you know, you break up and, you know, the bad boy Rhysand comes in and, you know, it, to me, it, it really was that high school relationship. And so, yeah. but that doesn't mean that all of his relationships with everyone were that way. Um, and Lucian was the one that kept him grounded. And I think seeing that, come back from him in a way where because I think if he was gonna die the king of Highburn would have already killed him it would have been Mm -hmm. in that moment where he lifted Farah up that's where we would have seen if if good old Tammy was gonna be offed like yeah I, I do truly believe that I think he will have more of a story to tell but I'd love to see it in another POV yeah I agree I do miss Lucian a little bit. Pardon? Oh, Olivia has Tamlin's eyes. Oh. I have the green with the gold. So I'm like, I got those Tamlin eyes. Yeah. She sent me a very close up photo of her eyes. (laughs) Where she was like, look, I got that Tamlin eye. So like she, yeah, she, so she does. So she's actually also a direct descendant. Um, Yep, there it is. Oh it's so close. Um, but I'm so sorry, Anna. What did you say? I'm so sorry. Honestly, I forgot, so it's fine. It was like it's it wasn't. A, it was just like a comment, so it wasn't like anything important by any means. So I all think good. Something about Lucian, who we love. Oh, I was like, oh, I kind of miss him because he's like he's like the sassy best friend, and yes. I love the banter between him and Farah and Akatar. Because, I mean, they did. They became very good friends. And I don't know. Like, it makes me... I just miss him. (laughs) I miss him. He's sassy. I miss Lulu, too. I miss the sassy Lulu. I don't miss the sad Lulu. Yeah. Yeah. We really need sassy to come back. Listen, Mm -hmm. you know what? He's in his thruple era right now. So he's going to get his sass back. For sure, for sure, for (laughs) sure. He's going to come back over and he's going to be one line in it all all day. Full of wit. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> he's got to get it out of his system. <laughs> he's in limbo that. with Elaine, so he's got to go do something with that pent-up energy somewhere. Yeah, he's got to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, he does. Which that is, oh man, we could go down a whole other rabbit hole about what's going on across the pond. Yeah. With that across the pond. That is. <laughs> yeah. It is a tough one. It's a really tough one. I personally don't care. I, I don't care who As ends up with. I don't care who Elaine ends up with. I don't care who Lucian ends up with. I think it's going to be a really fun story, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be juicy. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to see a lot of angst, I think. A lot. Oh, yeah. Again, Ooh. a lot of teenage angst. Like Yeah. The Azrael is like so teenage angst. I have this video like lined up and it's so funny. It's based on the events after what happens in the Akosif bonus chapter, that horrible chapter that we all try to forget ever happened. Um, but it's so funny. And I think about that chapter often too. It's one of those things that just like stays in my mind all the time. And I'm like, 
Why'd you do that? <laughs> Again, I, it's a high school relationship. He was like, oh, this one is. girl didn't take my necklace. So I'm going to go give, give it to this other pretty girl and we'll see what happens. It'll be fine, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Uh, so ready for it. Anna, before we go on to your unhinged theory, I do just want to ask, I know you said that you, so, you know, there's huge shipping wars everywhere. Bless it. It's what I'm pretty sure that that is actually one of the reasons that Emily left Instagram for a little while was because of the shipping war, which I had a whole monologue about that. So we'll, we'll just move on, but it is a very touchy subject, mm -hmm. but however, we're being unhinged on here today. So I would just like to know, um, your, your preferred ship. Uh, okay. I mean, Okay, before I dive into this, I will say people only hate on the Bryce and Asriel ship. Like no one's jumping down anybody's throat if they were like, oh, Reese and Feyre aren't real mates. You know what I mean? No one's like doing any of that. And not that it pisses me off, but it's just kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to keep doing it because you guys are getting so mad about it. But thanks for giving me views also. I, I appreciate it. Um, but like my preferred, I, I will say my preferred ship is Bryce and Az. Nothing against Hunt. I just found him to be so incredibly suspect from the very beginning from Earth and Blood. And all it took was Isaiah's POV, the, literally the three paragraphs of his interaction with Hunt as he's being introduced as a character. And I was like, something is wrong here. This is something is wrong here. If, if it's misdirection, she did a really great job because I haven't been able to let it go. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I want that to happen so hard because if anything, just to prove people wrong, that I that yes, I, I called this out. I said this and I don't know, there's it, more than anything. It's just that. And I, I don't know. I just, I want them together. I want them together because to me, it just, it almost makes sense that, okay. So I'm just going to dive into it. So Bryce has the eight pointed star in Hosab. I think it was Cormac who said that the eight, that is um, you're, it's a beacon. It's going to guide you home. So it, are we, why are we like, we shouldn't be surprised that she didn't end up in hell because of that. And because she also has Luna's horn tattooed on her back. That's why she ended up in Prithian. She is home. And aside from that, wouldn't it make sense that if Prithian is her true home, right, that wouldn't her true mate be there as well. And again, I know there's been a lot of chatter too about being able to have two mates, which whatever, that's, that's fine too. Um, but I think as far as a true mate situation goes, it would almost make sense that it's as in my personal opinion, because he, is, I, I distinctly remember Cassian and Akatar being like, um, his shadows are different. 
like there, like he would always make a con like it would always be a conversation about as his shadows being so different and that it was like he was almost the stronger of the two of them because of how different they were um that they had this it's like they they had their own personality essentially and that made me think then of Cormac and then we get this you know little snippet and then Bryce makes that comment of hey his shadows are kind of like Cormac's and then you go back to um when Cormac said he saw the oracle about hey if I mingle with this princess it's good for um like our bloodlines or whatever that's not the exact quote but um it goes back to that too okay so then he has truth teller and if it goes back to the prophecy where only starborn are able to wield these weapons then Azrael has to also be starborn no and in my mind, I'm like, okay, so that prophecy that Cormac was talking about wasn't necessarily for him as much as it was for his people. So then in some way, shape or form, Azrael also has to be starborn because he's able to wield truth teller. And it like, I don't know. I think the two of them are not only going to be connected because of that prophecy of knife and sword, but because of they are destined to be together so that they can bring everybody back or lead them to this world of peace. Well, and they do talk about a lot that there is more to Asriel than just him being an Illyrian. Like, yeah, they have definitely, that's just a conversation where he, I mean, he volunteers to go with Nesta to the prison. He's, they know what I am. Yeah. They know what I am. And so it's, there's, there is definitely something a lot. Which after, I mean, knowing that, confirming that the Asteria and the Daglin are the same thing and the way that Lanthus is described whenever Nestel ends up killing him, I'm not convinced that he couldn't be one of them, like that Lanthus could have been a Daglin or could have been an Asteri. And so for, for Azrael to be like, they know what I am at the prison, like you're saying, Starborn having a Daglin or Nisteri recognize what he is, that he's something different like that. I mean, I just backs it up, I think. Yeah. I mean, because they, you know, well, what was it we saw in the, in this first chapter, this prologue mm-hmm. that, oh, well, they were all close. They were all killed off. And then Amron's like, well, not all yeah. of them, obviously. So it's, was, was he one that was in the prison that like, you know, we maybe wasn't really known what he was, kind of like a Bryaxis, like, mm-hmm. the fuck is he? Like, you know, you know, also, where is he? But anyways. Yes. Was that him in the woods with more, or was that Adis, or was that Apollyon? Anyways, those are a whole different conversation. We'd be here until it was time for Sass to go back to bed. But <laughs> they do talk about that Azrael is something else. He's Illyrian, but he's not. And also, what... And to this, I also still think that maybe Cassian might be because something more, maybe not necessarily like Starborn, but like them to be the two most powerful Illyrians, having the seven siphons, mm-hmm. having, you know, there's, mm-hmm. I don't know. What's the reason? Yeah. And we are not given any reason. Also, no last names. Um, mm-hmm. Like Cassian Archeron is uh, kind of what... <laughs> He took, he, you know, he would take Nesta's last name. 100%. Like, you know, 100%. Yeah. He would take her last name. But it, 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 it's, I don't know. It's just those questions that are like just very alluding where it's, I know, again, 
And Sass, you know for sure with this book, because you've talked about it with Emily, but uh, we're not we're not going to get any of those like answers. We're not going to see those for probably a while another two years, like yeah. which is yeah. very heart wrenching. Like, yeah, I think I said something one day. I was like, "You think she's going to start giving us something in November?" And I was like, "No, absolutely not. No, stop, stop trying to <laughs> live that dream up." But I do think it really does pose a question, and then maybe even just not maybe and and this is just like us just having this conversation too maybe necessarily not mates but we also there's something going on with ember we talk about a lot that we we're always and we talk about this on the pod too we're always honing in on amber or on ember being a human that she's gonna live this human lifetime she's gonna live this but like I, why you keep saying it? Why do you keep bringing it up? Again, mm -hmm. Sarah never reiterates on things unless it's like going to be pertinent. And I think I even said before where I'm like, it's an alien situation or something where her powers are like repressed. And so maybe it could be like, maybe she's as, or like her, maybe as could be like some sort of descendant or something for her. And then they're being called together. Obviously they're being called together, her Bryce and Asriel, but Amber, something else too, guys. So Why I'm... does he have the dagger? Where did he get it? Yeah, where's it? At? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Rune had to like get that sword in the stone style. Somebody. Where the mm -hmm. hell did Azrael get yeah. Truthteller? He just had it. He was born. Yeah. He maybe he was born with it. Maybe it's Azrael. <laughs> but you know, it's like again, this is why it takes us five hours to get through a podcast record because we're like, well, actually, like now that we're talking about this but i i do i do just want to know what the fuck why are they so drawn together mates or not there's a connection mm. a solid connection well and but it's I like mates in two worlds would be cool that but also there it's not that they she touched on the fact that you can be mates solely to produce a strong bloodline too so it's not like it's either that or holy shit, I love you. Let's go bang for four days. Um, and so maybe it's that, maybe that's where she's going with this is like, you have two very, very strong people who can like, that's, I mean, the, the dagger and the sword is like just one piece of that puzzle, but the two of them as two individuals, just looking at them. I mean, Bryce essentially has a drop of power from literally everyone literally everyone so like, like mega favorite yeah yeah so she's like up there on on the on the scale and then you have Azriel who's like you really don't know a lot about him but he inst instills such fear in people because of his ability to to get information, to use his shadows, the way that he tortures, just the way that he carries himself. It's almost in the same way that people are afraid of Reese whenever he is, you know, being the big, bad high Lord. But when it comes to as it's, it's something other. And that's, that's to me is what sticks out. And it's okay. Why do we keep talking about this? If it isn't important, if he's not going to be like somebody who is going to just like totally shit on our lives. <laughs> Like, I, ju I just genuinely think there's something else that's going to happen between the two of them. And maybe it's not, maybe it's not mates. Maybe they can be mates, but have their 
chosen mates on the side situation. We all know that she loves, like she had a whole thruple situation, sex scene happening too that got cut, you know, from her. So she's down with, she's down with the business. Okay. And I'm here for it too. So who knows? Who knows? I, I just think that there's a specific reason that the two of them are being brought together. And if it, if it, if they end up together, great. I love that for me. And, and, and so like you just talking about that, you know, like them coming together, obviously she's well, clearly like one of the most powerful in Midgard. Yes. Uh, and she surpassed the autumn King we, in power. Right. And, and Liv has brought this up before about where Amron talks about, um, you know, being high King of Prithian and telling Reese that, you know, you need to decide or else it's going to pass on to someone else. Do we think that um, High King and High Queen, as and Bryce? Huh? Huh? I'm pulling it out of my ass, guys. I, I, listen, I just, <laughs> Sass is not for it. I saw it on her face. I mean, I, I don't know. Coco There's... probably yelled too. So, oh, she just, oh. Oh, what was that about? Oh, what that, what's oh, that mean? What's that mean? She locked her lips for listeners to know. She locked her <laughs> lips and now she's trying to look all innocent. She's real cute in her outfit. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say it because I feel like it's almost inevitable that we know Bryce is going to be queen of something. High lady of something. There, There's no fucking way that Rune wasn't like, long live the queen for no reason there's no there's no there's no way that she didn't surpass the autumn king do you not remember that no her my dog oh. is screaming oh. i'm so like, sorry <laughs> it's my big huge dog is screaming sounds like a tortured child like clearly i think my husband might be trying to rip his leg off i don't know my god it, 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 i'm so sorry <laughs> No, we definitely remember that. It just, there was a baby gate between down this hallway of this room. He sounds like he's right outside this door. Anyways, yeah. what? You just looked so terrified. I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's it's a vicious sound. I don't know what's going It's no different. <laughs> like, Sass looked like that at Coco. Like, Milo is, he's losing his mind. So, anyways, Anna, go on. Like, I mean, I was just thinking, there's no way that she's not going to be queen or high lady potentially of the dusk court. Right. All of that, like that it's going to happen. Who is going to be by her no. side? Huh? I don't, I don't know. Oh no. We're like, look, look at sass. sass. Okay. Go off sis. Confirm. It's, it's like the whole plot of the book. I can't say it. I can't say okay. a thing. Okay. Fine. I'll accept. Huh. I shall wait. Confirm or deny. Blink. Blink twice if we're right. She just rolled her eyes like you do at me sometimes. I guess not right. Okay, well, I'm going to oh, blink shit. four times because I'm all. here. Let's... I am with you. This is real. <laughs> Look, I, I, I personally am with you, Anna. You, you and I have, like, very similar views and theories, yeah. Um, I love the idea of Bryce and Hunt being Karanam. Karanam? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that theory. I think that checks out more than, like, them being actual mates. Sarah has even said in interviews, like, she's looked at the interview and been like, 
Yeah, they are mates. So she obviously meant for them to be mates. But the fact that they choose each other is just, oh, yeah, we just chose to be mates. Oh, that's not really how it works. But we think about all of the other mates and their symbolism and the kind of love that they share. Like, I mean, throughout the Akata series, Risan and Feyre's mate story was one of the most beautiful love stories I've ever read. We all lost our fucking minds. Chapter 55 changed who our, it changed our brain chemistry. It changed who mm-hmm. we are as people. Mm-hmm. Cassian and Nesta fighting that beautiful love story and coming together finally after Solstice and just, it was like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And then we have Bryson Hunt who choose to be <laughs> And I'm like, what? It's so not... It's not Sarah. It's not poetic. It's not beautiful. It's just... It yeah. doesn't change the way that you see headboards and cans of soup. So, I mean... Yeah. Okay, but it's but- not even that. It's I... Okay. I need to know what about Hunt? What about Hunt's personality? What is What is his personality? What is it? Yeah. Where? There, there isn't one. I just, what, what, is he funny? Is he, is he caring? He's caring after the, after the fact, after he fucks up, he's caring and apologetic after the fact. He, is he somebody who is, I just, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that like, the whole mate thing it's like it should be something that is so beautiful and I'm not trying to take away from the fact that it's like their choice but when they're talking about mates like in Crescent City and they get to the angel's perspective of what a mate is they're like oh yeah it's cool like we just it's kind of like we're, we're just together and I'm like okay you make it sound like you just paid your taxes you know what I mean and that's it like you like yeah. what what is this? Tithe. you're done like- uh, yeah that's like, that's literally what it felt like to me. It didn't feel genuine. Like when I was reading it, I was like, okay, but do you actually love her or are you just lusting after her? Because you're like, it's literally forced proximity throughout the entire first book. And you like, you know what I mean? Is this actually what you're cap- like? Are you capable of knowing what this feeling is Yeah, and genuinely leaning into it? And then you're yeah. just kind of like, so like, what are, are we, are we like married now? Or you're my mate, you're my mate. It's, what? It just felt, it just it, felt cheap to me almost. I'm yeah, like, you took it did. away from it. And it felt so, I mean, this is probably just a preference thing about books and romance, but it felt to me so, what's the word I'm looking for? Rancid? The entire time I read <laughs> House of Earth and Blood? Like, Bryce picking up the pieces constantly for that guy (laughs) the way she had to go into the shower I was like this is fucking pathetic I did not find that to be beautiful or romantic I was like she's picking up the pieces of someone who's gone and done dirty work and assassinated someone and is now scolding themselves under a shower and whimpering and crying and she's got to get him out put him into bed oh poor thing and then she goes and she sacrificed me instead and Hunt's like what the fuck and then Marie's like shut up Bryce oh like <laughs> there's just no romance and it wasn't even like and- a modern take on a re- like how you you know like you you meet somebody and you kind of like the whole enemies to lovers type of trope. It wasn't even 
really truly like that. I just think he really is just an asshole. That's just his <laughs> personality. I just think it's his personality. Okay, to me, to me, I, I don't. Okay, I don't. I want to be clear. I don't hate him. If I if I was in Crescent City and I met Hunt, like. If I was going to go to war, fuck yeah, I want you on my side. If I want someone to work out with, hell yeah, kick my ass in the gym. If I want to have a genuine conversation with you, no. Because where is it? Like, where is, where's the depth? I would need a whole bottle of wine and some Xanax and probably another sedative just to even endure what that would look like. And if I promise you, if he called me sweetheart, I would probably shit my pants and vomit at the same time. There was, I don't know what it was about him. Be, I've got you, sweetheart. I read that and I was like, Why? why 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 was it this it was the sweetheart thing maybe that's what turned me off and I was like this is what you want this is what you want I literally hear my grandpa calling me sweetheart and that's what I imagine Hunt saying to Bryce I've got you sweetheart and it's no don't don't do it so it's yeah. not your preferred pet name like don't no. don't, don't, call Emma at, don't call you sweetheart well don't say it I just, I just, there, it's just lacking. It's literally missing the one piece of you just, you want that emotional connection. And it's, it's within all of the relationships that she's had across all of her series. There has been some component that like literally just tugs on your soul. And I honestly feel like it was missing with the two of them because he's, he's a very surface level person to me. Yeah. And There are aspects of him that I enjoy for sure. But as someone who like Bryce needs, no. Because I think Mm -hmm. she's stronger than him in every way. Yeah. I don't think he's Yeah. Yeah. Well, looking at Rune and Lydia, I mean, Sass isn't going to confirm or deny if they're mates or not, but we just you can. you can blink twice she's like i'm just gonna close your eyes this for the rest of this recording <laughs> they're, they, they're like my and, favorite and, character they're yeah. my favorite oh, love couple of all time even more than nessian i love those two so much they held posab together yes facts i mean they're and like we, I can't remember how many episodes ago it was but we talked about well i say we i talked about mate language because she, <laughs> There was one point where she was like, la, 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 I don't want to hear this. Because you, it, it, um, yeah. Um, but like Rune and, and Lydia show, as far as SJM is concerned, true signs of like mates. And yes. even they've talked about feeling the tug. Um, yes. Just having that, you know, that later connection. I'm truly convinced that the reason that she can't get through to Rune in this first chapter is I'm pretty sure he has his walls up in mm-hmm. his mind because so even if she wanted to even if she really was getting into his head she's not getting anywhere you know you think about whenever Pharaoh was learning how to do that or get into Reese's mind just the descriptors that she used for that that's what I'm envisioning is happening at that point mm-hmm. where he's afraid that if he lets her in that it'll something will slip in front of Pollux or so it's mm-hmm. I, I think it's his defense mechanism to save him and her um, yeah. but their, their mate language is off the charts. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it is, it falls in true. And I'm back and forth about Bryson Hunt. I'm not a Hunt hater, but I'm also not die hard to where if they're not in game, I'm not going to be devastated. But I, I mean, I, I can't speak for you like you. I like Hunt. I was going to say she likes Hunt. That's why if I come up with anything where I'm like, Liv, you're not going to like this, but we do need to talk about it. <laughs> See it multiple ways, but I do like it. Her preferred is, you preferred your angel winged. I like, I don't know. I like assholes, I guess. <laughs> That's why she's been friends with me for so long. <laughs> like, my husband. Yes. <laughs> He's very sweet yeah. inside, but anybody that met him or if you see him, I'm like, you just look like the most miserable person alive, but he's really, as you know, the very Sorry. first dinner that Maybe we that's ever, just my type. I, uh, I mean, the very first dinner we ever went to, he said something and I just looked at her and went, what did he say? I was, he's just kind of, I don't know. I mean, we both married men that are just very quiet and don't have a lot to say. Um, I'm pretty sure that if my husband had been sitting in here this entire time, you would have never heard a peep out of him. Like he's, and so I guess that closed off personality. I get it. I get it. And so I think that's why I'm like, not like a hunt hater, but I'm also like, I look at Rune and Lydia's relationship of they are their mate language. And so I think that's what like sets me off from Bryson Hunt Mm -hmm. as far as end game, quote unquote. But again, like, I think just because we do have very stoic men in our lives that I'm just, you know, and we also have emotionally unavailable dads. We both have daddy <laughs> issues. So, so, I mean, we're, our dads are wonderful men, but you can't go to them crying about anything. So it's, you know, it, I think that's where I'm just torn that. So really either way for her, I'm not. I'm just interested to see how that plays out. To be honest, I'm more interested in if Rune and Lydia are officially official. Yeah. I need their Facebook status to be updated to mates. Yeah. Like 100%. They are find out the best. Blink twice. <laughs> what, sorry, what did you say? Find out, do we find out yay or nay on if they're mates or not? I actually can't remember. I don't think that we talked about it at all. So I'm not sure, which makes me excited because they're probably my favorite thing about Hosab and like Crescent City in general. So mm-hmm. I'm ready for that story. I hope we get more of them. Um, yeah, I-, I know some things. I know some positive things. <laughs> oh, oh, she knows positive things. Take it. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Does Pollock so- die? Because that's a positive thing. <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> does she use the barbed wire and does she wrap it and does she, like we talked about earlier, she Not pulls that it on her head? <laughs> I don't know specifics about how Pollock dies, but I'm pretty sure something happens. But yeah. That first chapter, okay, so I even have this in some of the notes that I wrote for us to have like our full discussion episode. I, I watched true crime. I Mm -hmm. fucking love true crime. I fell asleep to the Ted Bundy tapes. Okay. Listen. (laughs) Okay. I'm fucked. Okay. I can't help it. Yeah. Listen, I I'm sorry, but so, and I love like mystery thrillers. I love, you know, and 
I have read, I love horror books. I won't watch horror movies, but I love the horror genre of books. And so to hear some of those gruesome details, you see those videos where they're like, his hands were chopped off, his feet were chopped off, and I'm over here shoveling popcorn into my mouth. It actually terrifies my husband that I'm just, won't watch a scary movie, but I will watch a full 10 episode docuseries on, uh, you know, like John Wayne Gacy. And I, I love it. But to read what was going on in that dungeon, and then this where they ripped Froon's piercings out. Yeah. I, I cringed harder than I have. I was like, that makes me, that, that hurts me. I was mm-hmm. like, I gotta speed up reading. And then just hearing the gruesome detail, their wings being cut off. They're hanging from the ceiling there. I was like, Sarah, this is chapter one. <laughs> yeah, It was awful. <laughs> I was like, if I have to read any more about this, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it like, and I think it was, honestly, it was, Rune, this is going to sound so terrible. It was Rune and Paxian that I was most upset about. I was truly the most upset about. Ron, Hans already had his wings cut off multiple times. He's okay. Yeah. But. <laughs> he's been tortured he's, before. He's, he's fine. <laughs> he gets it. He's fine. fine. Walk in the park. He, he <laughs> but baby Rune. Not Rune. Not our boy. Oh God, I no. love Rune so much. I would go to war for Rune, honestly. He fucked the Oracle. That bitch is wrong. If he, whatever the whole bloodline thing is, he's not going to die. I'm putting it out there. I can't. I will not allow it. I will fucking riot. I will riot. I will get on a fucking plane to New York. I'll find Sarah and I'll be like, you fix it now. You change it. You take it back. You cancel, you cancel all future productions of this and you rewrite it. You rewrite it. This is not allowed. You give him a kernel of life or you bring him back out of that fucking cauldron or we're going to have a conversation. And you apologize to him for ripping out his lip piercing. You hateful woman. I mean, it really, it really got me. I was like, I mean, again, I fall asleep to true crime, gruesome true crime. And I'm over here, oh no. And trying to speed through to get past that. Cause I was like that, not him. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not him. Anyone but him. It it truly was like, and like some of the scenes in Throne of Glass with Aelin, you know, just the way that she was tortured and having the mask on and stuff like that hurt oh. me. This with Rune gouged me more. And I was like, <laughs> the Aelin stuff like killed me. I was like, no, not first chapter. Not first chapter. That was like a where is my wife situation. And that was just a lip piercing that he pulled out. Like. I mean, I think this is just like her way of saying, buckle the fuck up, because here's a little sneak peek to get you through the weekend. And then once the book actually comes out, just take off, take a mental health day for the rest of the week. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. She gave me, she gave us just enough and not enough. Well, then now, now that we've, well, now that we've basically sidebarred really, really hard. I mean, it is what it is. That's typically how we run our entire podcast. Um, Anna, what you got is you're like most unhinged. 
I mean, okay, so this one, I think I was just like truly unwell when I came up with this. And I will, I'll just apologize now if it makes no sense. But in my mind, I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is it. I never made a video about it because I was like, I don't know, this might rub people the wrong way. But okay, so it's actually about Luna's horn. And so we know that it's tattooed on, on Bryce, but they, and they talked about how before it was like, it, it was broken, right? We, they weren't able to use it, whatever. And when I was doing my reread, I had reread all of Throne of Glass too, obviously. And I had read that right before jumping into my Crescent City reread. And there was like one moment in Kingdom of Ash um, and it was towards the end. And it was when Manon and Bronwyn were like getting ready for battle. And Bronwyn also has a horn that she uses and the verbiage that they use kind of like made me think of Luna's horn. And I was like, well, maybe it was only part of the horn or like another piece of the horn that can be used. And so Bronwyn describes it as a relic from the old kingdom. It belonged to Telen Venora. And the translation of Telen means harp. And so I was like, okay, maybe there's a connection there as it's another piece of the trove, right? Um, and then, and this is on page 704 of Kingdom of Ash. And then Manon notices the horn and she says, the horn was cracked, brown with age, the symbols carved into it so worn they were barely visible. And so then I was like, okay, so is it the, is it the whole horn or is it the same kind of same situation of, is this something that, somehow eventually made its way to Crescent City. And that's where for me, like the whole timeline things, like I'm still trying to like work it all out truly, as far as like when things start and end throughout all of the, all of the series. And so I was like, okay, maybe it's something that eventually makes its way to Crescent City. And it's the same horn that is being you that now Bryce is using that's tattooed on her because I was like, okay, does this make sense? Because it just seemed, I don't know, it just seemed too coincidental that the translation of this person's name means harp. And the way that she described it as the horn was cracked, brown with age, symbols carved into it so worn they were barely visible. And I don't know. And that was like, okay, maybe that's the the connection to Throne of Glass somehow. I, it's I not really- because- it also is like saying like they blow the horn to warn their people. Yeah. Or to rally them. Mm-hmm. And you think about it in Earth and Blood, like Bryce was trying to like save people and warn people and get people into the bunkers. And so who's, who's so like, basically it's that warning, that like saviorism of her. And then who's to say that like on the flip side of things, now that she's in Prithian, she's going to use that to rally and bring people to like basically kick the Asteri's ass. Yeah. Like, and I mean, and the lack of better, you know, but that's, oh, that's good. 
And as her, and I mean, like she herself as a physical being, she is the horn. I think that's one thing too. Some people, when they were like talking in in like my comments on some of my videos, it's like, they're like, oh, but Bryce can wield the horn. I'm like, no, Bryce is the horn. Like she is physically the horn. It's not just a matter of Mm -hmm. her being able to use it. She is it. Like there's, there's no question that is that's what's happening. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. like she's separate from it anymore. And so I was like, okay, there's, there has to be some kind of connection with that. And when I, when I read that, I was like, I feel like this is the same thing. And I don't, I don't think I've heard anybody else really talk about it. I haven't seen anything about it. Um, but I'm like, it just seems too much of a coincidence because yeah, I mean, aside from it meaning harp, just the way that it's described in the same way that they're like, yeah, Luna's horn is cracked. It's broken, but I don't know. It's like, how did, how did it get from point A to point B then? That's like the one Mm -hmm. thing that I just cannot seem to wrap my mind around. It's like, how are these things getting from point A to point B? Like, so is she one of the witches that does the yielding? Wait, wait, wait. If she if she has the horn and she does the yielding, could she not end up somewhere else? Oh, okay. Like the book, I've been thinking of it because the book of breathing is like Pharaoh literally throws it into the cauldron and yes, ends up in Crescent City. Jess was like, yes. what got? Yeah. So if she's one of the witches that does the yielding and she's using the horn, like they could have very well opened a rift because Briar <laughs> is a witch and the throne yeah. of the last world and she ends up in Akawar. So yes. they're all like, Maybe it's, yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that so hard because I'm like, okay, how the fuck are these things getting here? That was the one thing I'm like, is it a timeline thing or is it genuinely like a a per, is it one person that's, that's, that's making this happen? And so Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's why I was like, okay, this has to be related somehow to Bryce. And it's mm-hmm. solely because of that one sentence. And it's page 704 in Kingdom of Ash when Manon describes the horn. Yeah. And that, I'm like, just this whole paragraph on yeah. 704 is just, I mean, it's just wild because it's it's basically showing kind of how they've used the horn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's a warning, but then it's also a rally. And you know, I, I do think that, so we have talked about that Koshe is everywhere. He never shows as a true physical being. He shows up as, you know, kind of like, I guess a spirit-esque sort of way. And so, you know, you said, you guys have said earlier that, you know, it, being a world walker. And so we're like convinced that Koshe is split up and because the mythology of Koshe is the same way like the story of it he like separates his life and his death or whatever and puts Mm -hmm. it in like a bunch of different places so that he can't be killed he's basically Voldemort and yeah and and so (laughs) who's to say that whether because we kind of talked about that he could possibly even be like Apollyon you know because there's he's trapped in certain places and if he has split himself up he can't leave there's also like um oh i think it's very similar to this one lake like we've kind of talked about like this one lake where he's trapped in the lake so maybe he's using 
using basically like the Voldemort-esque style where Mm -hmm. he is split up and he's kind of like curating everything to end up the way that he wants it. And he's placing things specifically. Um, And I think that that will also be a huge tie-in with Elaine's story. Mm -hmm. Because clearly he's the bad guy that, you know, will the end all be all for all of Akatar and this next book with Elaine, we're going to see so much more of her seer powers. And it's now that we've got the crossover, are we going to see that world walking more be brought back? And is it Koshe yeah. that is world walking? And he's, I'm going to put this book here. I'm going to put this relic <laughs> here. I'm going to like, he, He's a fucking mastermind. I I don't know. Like we've talked about that just because of, especially because of his mythology origin. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. But you can't tell me that like, she threw that in the cauldron and Jespa got that. Also, who's Jespa? Do we find out who that bitch is? Um, I don't know. Wasn't told. Um, But she plays a big part in this book. So you're 17 hours ahead. Do you get access to the book first? no i will yeah i've already ordered both of them so the physical book and kindle i've already ordered so but i won't get them until you guys get them because the release date is based on your time so no i won't get them early well see that's why like um i don't know if i i don't know if i said it to you anna or there's uh another girl on instagram her name's whitney and she lives in ohio so she's on our time she's on central time with us too Whitney Brown, Whitney Brown Reigns. Is that the way you're talking about? I love Whitney. I love her. I know she was like, oh my gosh, I live in Ohio. Cause I think I posted something where it was something like this side of the Ohio river. And she was like, hold on, I'm from Ohio. And I'm the one that broke the news to her that I'm like, we have had books drop at 11 o'clock because it's based off of Eastern time. So Eastern's midnight is our 11 and I forget what book it was that we were like, holy shit, this dropped at 11. Like, I was very excited. But so be on the lookout for that, Anna. So we can start reading at 11 o'clock and then not sleep all night long. Well, I'm going to a midnight release party at one of the bookstores here in town. And so I like was trying to reserve like a copy that had the bonus chapters and everything was sold out online. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to chance it and call the store. And they managed to, they were like, you are getting one of the last copies that we have. And I was like, you better hold that shit. I'm going to be there. I will bring a tent. I will do whatever I have to do. Like I already pre-ordered it. I got it on my Kindle. I have everything. And I'm like, but I need this one copy, but it's, I'm, but they're like, we can't sell it to you until 1201. Like we'll hold your copy, but we won't sell it to you until 1201. But that's like our time. So even though East coast will have it first, yeah which kind of sucks but that does suck so it'll drop on your kindle so you can pop yeah. in that kindle app and read it yeah we're going to so our barns here um so it's 30 minutes away is like the next closest city um is not having a party and we even have a barns that has a fucking escalator in it so <laughs> and, big I mean, it's a bit, it's a standalone big Barnes and Noble and we're not even having a fucking party. A, an indie bookstore in town is having a party and it was only because the people like, were like, 
have a party. So they, mm. you can go to the party for free, but they sold tickets. So then can reserve like an indie copy. Mm -hmm. And I think in the comments, I think somebody was like, well, we get it whenever we get through the door. And I think they were pretty much, no, you have to wait till midnight. you have to wait till midnight. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, she was worried. She's like, if it drops on our phones, what are we supposed to do? And I, the corner and start and I reading said, it on sit down. We're in a literal bookstore, Olivia. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure we can sit down and we can read it, but I, <laughs> So yeah, so we and and we're planning on recording in there. So we might go live a couple times. So Sass, that'll be your afternoon. Um, you, I'll be like, <laughs> you're like, give me everything. Is it? Are you having a party? Are you going? Are you going to one Sass? Well, I just saw that. So there's only one real big event company that does like Akatar stuff in Australia at the moment. They're called Celestial Festival. Um, they're really cool. The owner is really nice. And I saw that she was doing one at, uh, I don't, oh, it was QBD Books, but I don't know if it's in Sydney or in Melbourne because um, she does events in both. So I'm going to find out if it's in Melbourne. I'll probably end up going by myself like a loser. Hey, everyone. But it would be nice to meet people in Australia because I don't have, I think I have three Australian bookish friends and only one of them lives in the same city as me. We actually follow the same football team. <laughs> I love her. She's the best. But yeah, I want to make some more Australian bookish friends. So I'm going to try and see if I can go to it. But I checked like our most popular store is called Dimmick. That's like the most popular bookstore. Um, and I checked their website to see if they were doing events. And there was nothing. I was like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, this is a money making scheme. Get on mm -hmm. it. So QBD Books, if there's any Aussies listening to this and this comes out, at a good time for you guys maybe <laughs> you might be able to go to this event but definitely check out celestial festival as well because they are an australian company that does akatar balls they're doing a starfall ball in sydney and they're doing one in melbourne too i don't know if that's starfall though just me like shamelessly <laughs> spooking people it. it's just hard when you're in australia in here we Listen. We don't have anything in Australia like you guys have. It's just hard because, you know, you guys have these midnight release parties. Like for Iron Flame, literally everyone I knew went to a midnight release. And I was like, I'm at home reading it on my Kindle. <laughs> oh, we were like, not us. Can't be us. But, but well, it's just what's crazy is, is that big box bookstores. So they have the whole list up. I think Sarah actually has a list on her website. And the closest one to us is, yeah. I think it's like an hour and a half away Ooh, yeah. is the next closest one and a big box store. That's not, our indie store is not even listed on there because they're just kind of just doing a little thing. Um, and then like after that, it's like two, like two hours. Um, so yeah. yeah, like the next closest one, Anna, from us is other than up towards Indianapolis for us is Louisville. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Otherwise it's, and like I said, we have a big Barnes. It's a standalone Barnes that it, it's not in a mall. It's not in a strip mall. It's, yeah. It was built and it's on a very busy side of town. And so I'm very interested to see who's going to show up to this because I'm going to be honest with you. We don't really have very many no. full Massiverse bookish friends in this area. Like we have some that are mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I've read Akatar or I've, you know, mm -hmm. like even just 
the first one, or I have a coworker that she's, she's finally in Akasif. And then she's like, what should I read next? And I was like, please go into and read Crescent City and shut the fuck up about the first hundred pages. Like, just read it. Like, they're really not that bad. I am, no, it's just a lot. It's a lot of world building. It's yeah. like, you'll be fine. You'll thank me later. Just get some tabs and you'll be okay. <laughs> right? Right. But I, remember I just reading. realized, Cass, that I'm a shit and I never asked you what your ship was. Oh, um, oh. I think my favorite ship of all time is Azriel and Eris. I love them as a ship. They are my favorite. <laughs> I think the enemies to lovers would be spicy as fuck. We know that Sarah has said that Azriel is a kinky character, so it would be so cool for her to also give us some more gay representation. Like, mm. I know we have more in Emery, who more is bisexual but leans more towards women, and Emery we know has a little little crush on more. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, it would be nice to see some gay rep in Akatar as well, and, yeah, I think that they would just be the hottest couple ever. I am a heiress lover. I love heiress Spencer. I think he's one of those people who's going to get an amazing redemption arc too. Akasif really set him up for that. Um, but yeah, it would be so refreshing to also see Asriel end up with someone who isn't Gwyn or Elaine. <laughs> That's just a me thing though. <laughs> oh, listen, we've talked about before. I love it. I love, we're full Azra stands. Full at, listen, you can't tell me all right, since we're on it, that, you know, what, basically, okay, watch yourself talking about Feyre, right? He's just kind of cool as a cucumber, you know. Eris just, like, sneezes, and he just, like, like launches <laughs> over the table, has him by the throat, is, like, on top of him. And, you know what, I would have stood up and I would have been like, yes, 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 yes. Like you right here in front of everybody. Go ahead. Get it on. Let's go. I'm like, can you imagine like how hot that was going to be? Oh my oh, God. It's Man, just so was, good. Like, that reaction was a lot. Oh, it was so much. Felt such a, I don't know. And I think he has a lot of resentment towards Eris because of more too because he doesn't know the whole story, and none of us do. I can't wait for that as well. But I know he holds a lot of resentment towards Eris, and I think that probably makes him even more angry, which is why we got that big explosion at the High Lords meeting. Yes, please! Get on top of each Ugh. other and then kiss. Just kiss. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> just, you know what? Fuck the anger out. Just, just, just do it. Please. I mean, please. It, they are the enemies to lovers. They are the enemy of an enemies to lovers. I mean, you've started, I think the other day I, you like pulled a Jude, uh, cosplay that I was just like, I love your Jude cosplay. They are, they were like, especially with a YA novel, one of the truest enemies to lovers relationships. And I'm here to tell you what could fucking the see hottest. that with Azriel and Eris. I mean, yeah. my God, they were daggers at the throat all the time. And that's all I want from Azriel and Eris. I mean, Somebody I know what I'm going to dream about tonight, bit. so. <laughs> I'm yeah, definitely my favorite. So that, that's my that's my ship, my favorite ship. And then I'm also a big Bryce Reels fan, but, you know. 
let's let's not touch on that ever again because I don't want to be abused anymore. <laughs> I'll take it all. I'll take it all because I don't want you Thanks to be so. hurt. I, I don't care. Feel the fire. Come for me. It's fine. <laughs> Oh man! Listen, it. it's uh, I don't know. So clutch, clutch your pearls. Their Patreon, man, they've got some good Azrus art on there. And if you're not oh. patron to them, Ooh, I'll have to look. You need to, yeah. They have some go great art, and you, as a patron, you get to vote. We're, there's times where we will stop dead ass in our tracks in the middle of a record we're like we will fall across some art and we'll just be like hang on <laughs> wait i need you to see this just like she showed me a therian with his spotted oh, penis thing it was I, was that clutch your pearls was that who that was that did that i don't know i pay for a lot of yeah fairy porn on patreon i don't know who it was there's no shame I... in that game but she was like i'm gonna need you to stop what you're doing and you have to come over here i have to find it i'll send it to you on instagram because oh my god listen that sounds incredible you can't, i can't unsee it yeah i can't unsee i want to i want fish dick <laughs> <laughs> right well what was it who was it that shared that like his dick is like in it was clamp oh that was me <laughs> Whenever she like oh went gosh. to like stick her hand in the folds of the Knox, like it was, I read it with some, you brought it up, but like, I saw it where somebody was like, so is she basically just like, whenever Bryce is trying to fight off the Knox, she like gets in that fold and basically grabs the Knox's dick. Ew. I didn't see that. That would take him down in a heartbeat guys. Lahaba's yeah, like, I really would. Yes. I mean, you know who, you know, who's a good Patreon. I think their name is by by kinky k or something they do the best stuff they have some Azriel, um lucian elaine threesome moments they're they actually so a book that i was sent in pr they did the artwork for it so this is like one of the bonus chapters and this is by them look up right now it's yeah wait hold on what is it yeah, yeah, let me let's okay. take, kind of zoom in on that. So this is two characters I mean. from it's from the Pendragon Witch by CC Davy, and, and these are two of the characters from that. So good, so good. <laughs> Writing it down, but Did yeah, her share, name. You shared something about that book in the last like day or so, haven't you? Because I'm pretty sure. I think I went and added it to like my Amazon cart. Look, she's see. Look, I pay. I pay close attention. I pay close <laughs> attention yeah. because like. We, we we were like we gotta be in more in on that sapphic shit. Like we've got to be. Oh, we so gotta read good. more. We've it's got so read good. More. You know this what? one as well. We, the cover is so pretty. The cover is gorgeous. Have that. I put that on my list to read because I knew that you loved it so much. It made me cry so much. Yeah, it's so I little. Just it's that, so to my heart. that one. Listen, what else just, is good? Oh, seriously. Lady Lady Venom takes a mistress was like one of my highest book like recommendations well, I added that. You, you shared that like in the today today times for us and so yes I yeah. added, I that's also in my Amazon cart you have to stop my husband's gonna get mad like <laughs> what he doesn't, he doesn't say anything whenever book packages come but he will <laughs> he'll be like lady what are you my husband calls me lady so he's lady what are you doing I'm here to tell you what so Gothic Canna she released her traditional Runix released that so like it showed up at my house like what was that like Tuesday, I think is when it released. Um, the like 
whole like front page was like it looked like it got bitten by a shark and so that's how it showed up and so I was so devastated and so obviously Amazon I made them do a replacement well then it showed up at my house uh yesterday and it the Amazon driver put it on my front porch on my wet front porch and it was pouring down rain and it blew in and it soaked the box oh my god my husband if they would have just sat it on the rug like a normal person would have it would have been fine but my husband was like the book seems dry like he texted me and said hey I opened up this package I assumed it was a book (laughs) he was like the box was soaked so I wanted to get out whatever was in it before it ruined it well then the pages were like wavy and you know it has the beautiful like purple sprayed edges and thankfully it was just the pages but I that I don't if you have not seen that book in person it's gorgeous it's, okay have a look. gorgeous you're gonna see I'm giving you something because you have I have six books in my cart that <laughs> I gotta get and so now I need to give you something so if you haven't okay. ordered that one like it's it's you gorgeous it. and just watch it. out if you order it from Amazon <laughs> because they they like to mess it up well what was it was it they changed the UK delivery date for Hofas? I think I saw where Emily had said something like, "Oh yeah, like to the sixth like, of February." Oh yeah, and then they that like had Kindle, to I thought, right? Just for Kindle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it was. Yeah, I just think it was across the board, and they were like, Hold "Yeah, on. like." I would be so. I, I just don't, I don't even, I don't trust anything. I don't trust anything. I just have it on my Kindle and then I know I'm going to get it. And whenever I get the physical copy, it goes up here. Because in Australia, it's like the Wild West. Like you just never know. You never know. Yeah, there was, um, there was a creator and I'm really trying to think what her name is. Um, and I follow her and she's from Australia. So Mm -hmm. I probably just need to like look, but she like, um, was trying to get the holiday fourth wing and yeah it was probably me it was probably me because I ordered it and I paid like 80 dollars Australian dollars for it which is I don't know probably like 50 American dollars um, and it so I ordered it they were like it's three months away and then two weeks before it was supposed to be released they were like oh by the way we don't actually have that so you you're not getting a copy at all and all we're going to give you is a store credit. And oh I was gosh, like, maybe it was you because there's another, there's another girl that I follow. And honestly, I feel like it happened to both of you. It wouldn't surprise me because they said it was due to the um, manufacturer error. They said they had more than they actually did. So we all yes. ordered it assuming that we would get it. And then obviously we didn't. It wasn't actually for me. It was for my best friend for Christmas. So I then had to scramble and find another gift. Oh my God. So annoying. Your summertime Christmas. Your- My summertime Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I've never had a white Christmas. <laughs> well, listen, Um, I walked into a, a Walmart today and I went back into their book section and there sat one on the shelf, like... Fourth wing. Or the holiday fourth wing. <laughs> well, do you, know, do you know Jen... She she's actually sent me one from America. So Jen, who I do the podcast with, she's Quinn Reads, and she has a lot of yeah. Quinn Bajara. Um, mm-hmm. so she she bought me one, and she's like, I've got it. 
I'm sending it to you. You'll have it. And I was like, (laughs) I was about to say, we found a couple of stores. So Liv and I decided that we were going to drive a whole state away last weekend. We're going to drive an hour into Kentucky and um, we drove around for over three hours hitting up. We found the third party company that takes books to like grocery stores, Walmarts, Target. Everybody keeps finding Hope Ass and like grocery stores. Yeah, just like randomly in there. So we were like, okay, no one in this area reads. So no one's like. And we did not find it. There was one grocery store that she went into that in this fucking wall of books, there was this hole in the middle of it. And we're fully convinced that that's where somebody fucking put it. And it wasn't there. We went to 10 or 12. A lot. We went to 10 or 12 different stores. Holy shit. We didn't find it. We didn't find it. Uh, That was the only store that we thought was like an inkling. And then I went into a Target and uh, I was like, so do you guys have any in the back? I feel like Target employees on a Sunday aren't going to give a shit. And they were like, "Um, so like she got out her little like thing and looked and she was like, yeah, we're not even showing that there's even just anything just in the stock room as far as from product labels. So they're like, we probably won't get it until next weekend but you can always come back. I'm like, I ain't driving another hour. Yeah. By that yeah. time, I'll just wait. Yeah. Mm, but we did. We tried so hard. So we were very defeated. But I, you know what? We we were very dramatic. and But it was a good bonding experience, right? Tell them yes. She hated it. My dog tried to throw up on her. So. Yeah, that would make me hate it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. with Liv on this one. <laughs> Yeah, she was mad, but she, she was okay. But I also, just to sidebar, cannot get over y'all's delivery of, I guess just because here in the U.S., we're just so used to Amazon just like showing up the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amazon uh, shows up the next day for friend. us. We have like, a friend we, we that... Get... Oh, sorry. No, I was about to say, her husband's from New Zealand and the horror stories of whenever... Because she, um, she was there during covid and yeah. was like and was locked down and so then she was like yeah if you thought delivery service was bad before she's like during covid it was the worst ever and i was like oh yeah it was really bad stuff was like a week out she's like, no kelly i really need you to understand that it was like months out in new really? zealand And I was like, no, I was like, Tiffany, no. And she's no, you're like week to two weeks was like our month to two months. Yeah. And she's sometimes stuff just wouldn't even ever show up. And I was like, that's horrific. Oh my God. No, that never happens. I wasn't trying to order like (laughs) that mattered. (laughs) No, look, like things are pretty good. If you order on Amazon, you usually get it the next day. But if you're waiting for a release, I just don't trust that you'll get it mm. on the day of release. It's just not, yeah. It's I don't think Australia really like understands how important books are. They're still like, oh, it's just a book, you know, dying industry. And I'm like, guys, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, what is it? Everybody, well, every, well, Barnes and Noble is terrible. They won't ship things until release day. Yes. 
they're because so, they because they like they will get fined like something crazy like ten thousand dollars or something per per book per sale of an item that goes out before release date I only know this because I tried to scheme I also went on a journey to try and find a copy of HoFast because I'm unwell <laughs> and I I almost got one I was like because I'm Again, I was just very unwell and I needed it. And I go up to this girl. I was like, she looks like she might not give a fuck and I might get away with this. And so I was like, hey, I'm on your app. It shows that the book is in stock, but I can't find it anywhere. And the girl was like, oh, cool. I'll just go get it for you. I know we have it in the back. And so I was like, okay, sounds good. And so we're like walking back and then she's, oh, just kidding. I can't give it to you. Even though it's here, I can't give it to you. And I was like, God damn it. And she was like, no, we're going to get fined like X amount of dollars. But then my friend also told me that big retailers like that will get fined. I think something crazy, $10,000 per sale. So, I mean, if there's, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, I don't know if that's even like a big deal to companies like that, like a Barnes and Noble or a Target or something like, I don't know, but, or how that looks for like the publishing company or the author's. But it's something insane, like an insane dollar amount. Books a million, they, and I think Walmarts have too, have already shipped them out. Yeah, I have, I have tracking numbers for my books a million. Cause so, so whenever it went on sale and so, you know, the Barnes and Bam had signed editions. Mm -hmm. So my work computer Barnes and Noble's website is shit anyways. And then it would not work on my work computer, like with our server. So whenever they like dropped the books to go on sale here in the U S and so I tried to do the Barnes and Noble site, it did not work. So I went to the BAM site. So I got the signed edition and like an exclusive, which like we're doing the giveaway with the additional, like just exclusive. And then Liv got, the Barnes signed. And did you get a regular one too? Or I'll just you cancel the regular one. But like that, so my signed shipped out two days ago. And oh my God. You're gonna have know, it like so, tomorrow, so, I bet. It's it's in Ohio. So, so it came from Atlanta and it's in Ohio. So my hope is Monday. Oh, I would die. I would die like during the day Monday. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I may have to have you come over and get it off the porch. Cause it can't fucking read it before you get home. That's okay. <laughs> as long as you let the dogs out while you're here, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, um, well, I know, whoa, sorry guys. Like, so whenever I was trying to get the Barnes and Noble paperback of Hosab, because mm-hmm. they put the earth and blood one out, well then she was keeping it for with her um interview with Christina Lauren and guys I'm not shitting you I went to that Barnes and Noble three times in the two weeks three or four times in the two weeks leading up to because I was like hey do you guys are you gonna put those out are you gonna put those out and the girl looked at me and said there's literally a sign on that that says on those boxes that says that if we put those out before September 23rd or 26th whichever one it was that like we we will be fined and we can be fired for putting it out crazy like, you're so 
threatening your employees to be fired? And this Kroger down the road is just like put popping them up. No one gives a fucking shit. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like that book. That poor girl. Shout out to Jordan because I was there at 10 a.m. on the day of release. I helped her get them out of the boxes. I have a no literal way. unboxing video while I was in the fucking bookstore. She literally <laughs> said, um, I have a fangirl up here that wants to help me stock the shelves. So just so everybody, I had a meeting at work. <laughs> I had to leave my office and go to a meeting. So I, can... I love that. So I can it's take mine up. So Understandable. we're all insane. I'm all insane. But I we're all together. Delulu is the Salulu. That 100%. I, I love it. Uh, gosh, guys, this is, do you have, I was like, I do not want to keep you guys forever in a day. Cause Olivia and I, we just don't, we just function where we, you know, stay up late. And one day it was two 30 in the morning and we were still here and I had to be up <laughs> at six o'clock. Oh my God. That's terrible. Oh uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I did it. I did. The kids were like, Coach Kelly, are you okay today? And I was like, no. <laughs> I I stayed, they all want to know what our podcast is and I won't tell them, even though all they have to do is Google my name and podcast. And it literally is the first thing that pops up because, you know, Tim Barge is a very common last name. Like <laughs> they're just not smart enough to use Google. And they were, I said, I was up late with my podcast last night and they were like, were you talking about explicit things? Oh my god! <laughs> These kids, they're they in they high school. Uh, it's too good. It's too good. Liv, are you good over here? Yeah. Can you tell who the talker and who isn't? Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you guys have any any just anything wildly unhinged, even if it's not supported? Hmm. I know um, just something that like because we send each other audio notes all the time of shit that like the other morning I literally got out of the shower and stood in my bathroom and was just like okay hey so I had all of these uh morning shower thoughts about x y and z I just went on and on and on and on and on and on I was like Reese and blah and she was like that was a great morning, morning process <laughs> sometimes you gotta wake up and get the crazy shit out I, yeah, I remember I Three weeks ago, I was laying in bed. It was like 2.30 at night. And I literally, I, I fully got up from bed and was like, oh my God. And I grabbed my Akatar notebook and I was like, ah, <laughs> I'm insane. But like, sometimes you just have those thoughts and you got to put them somewhere. And I have a notepad. I do not have a live. <laughs> but my, like my most unhinged theory is that Feyre had power before she became Faye, or before she was turned. Mm. Um. That's like super unhinged though. And I don't have a lot of like stuff to support it. The only thing I, that I have is like the fact that she can smell magic. And yet I don't think we ever have that from anyone else in the series. Like she smells the, yeah, this metallic tang of it all the time. Also the fact that she can like foresee things is really interesting. Like she foresees a lot of things before she becomes a fae um, or is turned. Um, also, the bed that they all sleep on is made out of the same wood that the witch's brooms are made out of in Throne of Glass. There's just so much going on. So I think she has Fae lineage. And also, like, Amarantha says that Feyre's name is, like, a very old 
name. Yes. Like, she doesn't yeah. tell her her last name. And she does not yeah. tell her her last name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that one, we, we've talked about that one. I just feel, and yeah, there are so many points in Akatara if you go, like I was rereading it recently, but like I do this thing where I reread like a quarter of a book and then I'm like, okay, onto the next. I don't know what problem is. So I reread like a quarter of Akatara and started tabbing it and was like, oh my God. This is how I realized. I was like, I think Feyre had power way before she was like made into a Fey. I think she had Fey lineage. She wasn't like a Fey or a presenting Fey, but I think she had lineage in her. So that's my unhinged theory. <laughs> and I agree. Yeah. And when we've talked about Nesta, because just the way that Nesta is described. Seeing and, through Tamlin's glamour. Like, yeah. She, yeah. She's able to, and the way she found the fucking wall and no one else could find the fucking wall. Like, yeah. you can't tell me that. The it, word marks on their door. Like, yeah, her dad like, knows. They're, yeah. Paparazzi is something and we're convinced that mama archeron is too but i didn't really piece it so much together with Farah as much as we did yeah, with, like with either. nesta but you're right like we don't ever hear her sisters don't talk about like nesta's pov you don't hear it like where she doesn't talk about that in the same manner smelling the magic or kind of just she senses things differently i mean granted her yeah. and Vera are very much very opposite personality wise but yeah we haven't oh man didn't even think about that with Farah. I don't either. That's good. That's good. Damn. And I don't <laughs> think it's as unhinged as yeah, I don't either. What you feel like it might be. Like I feel I like mean, that it makes we're sense. gonna find out so much more. It makes sense I because mean, if you think about it, I mean, the three of them are essentially like ultra powerful, like Fey. I mean. Farah, I mean, just because she she literally has a drop of power from each High Lord, right? She essentially completed the drop, right? Yeah. If we're gonna, yeah. you know, and then you have Nesta, who's literally death, like incarnate, and then Elaine, who is a seer, but also kind of almost gives me the same vibes as the Oracle from yeah. Crescent mm-hmm. City. So it's these are not your normal beings at all. So but I did see a theory floating around about who their mother is and it's the un somebody I I, I want to say maybe it was Emily's series that posted it first about it being um Thea's unnamed daughter is their mom. But I don't, I maybe I, I, I don't know if it's her, if she posted it, if, but it was another like big account that I saw it on and I can't remember who it is, but I thought that was interesting. Mm. I definitely think that the mm-hmm. Bones Harbor talks about um, it, her, the unnamed daughter, she would be his salvation and um, her line, some part of her line runs through some human line or something. Yeah, so I definitely think that it could be like a descendant of her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And you know, anti unnamed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just, I, real and well, and then the kind of the human line thing too. We've kind of like compared that with Ember too. Like how earlier mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we just keep fucking talking about how she's gonna live a human lifetime, and then also her and Randall are always like there's some sort of talk or comparison with the solace and kathona yeah yeah 
like where he was a sun priest and you know he saved her she wears the necklace that has them on so i'm like okay so is it is it something to do with the lineage is like kathona the unnamed and we're just like how we're interconnecting all of that because i'm like there's ember is something there's too yeah. much where like it's like a it's like a nesta vibe too also, mm-hmm. she's a huge bitch. <laughs> Ember. Oh. Well, Nesta. But we love Nesta. We're not. We're, yeah, Ember is. Ember's a huge bitch. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry if anybody deeply loves her, but she's she's so mean to Bryce. And she definitely gives Mama Archer on vibes. Yeah. She's definitely super overbearing. Yeah. I think that they know more about Bryce than they're letting on. I think that they know so much more about Bryce's lineage. The fact that she got pregnant was like, oh, skirt, I gotta go. Like, why? The Autumn King would have kept you safe. Why insane? Why did you run away? There's something there that she knows way more about Bryce's lineage, which makes me think that she has something in her blood that she's not telling Mm -hmm. us. And maybe it's not immortal. Maybe she's not immortal, but maybe she has some something in her that's made Bryce so powerful just saying yeah because it has yes the autumn king Einar loved quote-unquote loved her is what he is what he tells Bryce and truly I do I do believe that he cared for her a lot we're like the other we're like Rune's mom it's just okay well I wanted to make sure I had a kid that was powerful enough that could carry on the line and then mm-hmm. I found somebody that I cared about but the fa- the mates. fact that she mates the fact that she had to flee mm-hmm. or felt like she was fleeing and he hunted her down I think yeah yeah I think they could be mates yeah like he truly like he and we've kind of like briefly skimmed on that in conversation just be like well that sounds like mate behavior and because he yeah. just couldn't let her go. Mm. But is it her? Either. But is it her or is it Bryce? Was he trying to have a hold on Bryce so that when she grew up, because he knew that she had that star power, mm-hmm. did he want to have control yeah. over that? Also that. But also, so many so... questions. And also the fact that Randall teaches her so much about self-defense. Like I know obviously like Lunathion is a a bit of a scary city and there's lots of big baddies out there, but he trained her to boom. Like Micah didn't stand a fucking chance. She was like, (laughs) but the fact that she was trained to put a gun together so quickly, it just makes me think that they know so much more than they're letting on. I just feel it in my bones. Yeah, it's, there's just, there's too much because as much as she's involved in Bryce's life, we don't fucking know shit about her. Yeah. And everything we know about Randall is like very, Randall's a great character. I, I have no, he really, I think is just the glue that holds Bryce and her mom together. I think mm-hmm. they're, you know, I think he's wonderful and he really does love Bryce as, a, yeah. as his own daughter. I don't think there's anything, you know, off about that but there is more because yeah. the fact that he literally like the autumn king was like when bryce did the drop and he's like, what the fuck and she's like, ha, ha. yeah i knew all about yeah. that you didn't know ha, ha, ha. yeah 
What do you mean? Like, Bitch, no, nobody <laughs> knew. But I do. I think that. And so basically, based on the conversation we just had, we don't get a lot of that in or what you know from discussions with Emily. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, no, really I don't think so. Slip up and give me something. Um, j- just FYI, in ten minutes I have to go because I've got a hair appointment. Just, just giving you the ten minute warning. <laughs> oh no, that's because we've only been talking to you for three hours. Yeah, totally so fine. sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We, it's all good. And we were only twenty minutes late and into the recording. Yeah, that's so <laughs> actually recording. But so the last ten minutes, is there anything? Because we will not keep you any longer because we would hold you until two in the morning doesn't have to be unhinged just anything you want to share just anything you want to share anything you want to plug anything that you just want out in the the podcast world no not that I haven't already said (laughs) I'm just very thankful I'm very thankful that you guys like yeah gave us the opportunity to come on and chat absolute shit (laughs) honestly it was good honestly if you guys want to pop in at any time we do this every Friday night. So if you're ever just, <laughs> hey, so I have this idea. Clearly now we have our Zoom figured out. Zoom oh, figured out. We hope so. It says it's recording this entire time. But we'll see. You know, we have re recorded an episode three times before and we have PTSD. So. We yeah, it we're very scared. Uh can you imagine if we would have talked this entire time and hadn't fucking recorded? I can't believe it. Yeah, I actually can. <laughs> we're really we're really good at what we do. We're you guys have to get but Riverside. Like- it's so good. Riverside's what um Jen and I oh, use because yeah. obviously she's in the States as well. So Riverside, yeah. um, yeah, it like can record lots of different parties and then it can make snippets of the clips for you so you can use mm-hmm. them as promos. And it's really smart. It's very like AI in a good way. The good kind of AI. <laughs> I was about to say, you just said AI, ma'am. What? Hold on. Like no. <laughs> The right kind of AI. You know, cosplayers <laughs> against AI, as it should be. Yes. AI. No, yeah. I, I'm I'm against AI art, and I'm against AI being used to take over someone's job. But when it comes to things like making processes better, like this, Riverside can take out all the pauses in your um in your recordings without you needing to edit them. It's great. It's the best. Cool. Highly well, recommend it. <laughs> Don't you have, don't you have a podcast since that you want to tell us about? Oh yeah, I mean I can. So my podcast has nothing to do with the Akatar realm. We don't talk about SJM at all, which is honestly kind of refreshing. Um, so Jen, who is like one of my closest and dearest friends, um, she's Quinn Reads. So we have a podcast co- called The Good Girls Society, um, and we talk mostly about like dark romance. But lately, we've been so the next two episodes we're doing are on Petite Mort, which is um horror, uh, and we're also doing Jermoyne fanfics. So she's doing Manicold, and I'm doing the auction. So <laughs> yeah, we we kind of just bouncing around, finding our feet. We've only this will be our fourth no our fifth and sixth episode coming out in the next couple of weeks but yeah it's honestly been the nicest thing I love having a podcast with one of my closest friends so (laughs) it's I'm sure you guys know how good it is but it's the best and we get to just talk about books so yeah if you guys ever want to listen to something that isn't SJM related but is still kind of fun and bookish then yeah come join us our episodes are pretty short I try to whip Jen into line and do 30 minute podcasts (laughs) But we do end up chatting quite a bit, so sometimes they are drawn out. <laughs> I 
I love it. Yay. Anna, you got anything else that you want to plug? You want to share? Just thanks. I mean, this was fun. It's, I mean, it's nice to be able to just have a safe space, talk shit, meet some new people, make some friends and stir the pot. Honestly, it was so much fun. <laughs> I'm so happy. I literally would not like this is like the best Friday night. So thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for being on. We appreciate it. We will, we will get this episode out like the episode drop on Thursday. So like I will have this out. Um, we may pull some like snippets from it for pre ho fast just uh, just to get some people more people hyped. But anytime that you guys want to come on, if you have anything you want to share, anything you want to, we've had so much fun. So thank you guys for doing this, and uh, I can't wait to do it again. Yes. yes. This is so much fun. <laughs> right. It's so nice well, to go, talk to go you. Get your hair done, well. girl. Yeah. Gotta go <laughs> figure that out. It's, it's looking a bit ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, Anna, you have a great night and yes, Sasha, you have a great too. rest of your day. Yeah.